off with an intro because we actually went live before we even did an introduction because we were just shooting oh, we the did. shit. We're yeah, we were shooting the shit, the shit and we I had like to it. sort of get this up there. Um, there was some good bits at the beginning that we'll release maybe as a, a bonus little, you know, scenes for you guys. Uh, but everybody, if you're new here, welcome. This is the Saniac Podcast, also known as the ultimate one-stop shop for all things The Challenge. We host live weekly recaps and cast interviews right here on our Facebook page. We also have a badass website full of tons of challenge content for you guys to enjoy, including challenge news, written recaps, sparkle quizzes, graphics, and a whole lot more. We just uploaded some new quizzes, so check those out at saniacpodcast.com or at saniacpodcast on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. I am Shawnee Suisa, a podcast producer from Los Angeles. This is my awesome co-host and challenge know-it-all, Zach Calhoun. And of course, today's guest, Polly Califiori. Thanks for coming on. Boo! What's he doing here? <laughs> There's a lot of people asking that right now. <laughs> Paulie well, hey. is Paulie is not just a Califiori, but he is also bringing the Califiori to this season of the challenge MTV War of the Worlds. In 1.5 seasons, we have seen Paulie on thus far. He has five daily challenge wins and is two for three in eliminations, which is kind of an interesting stat considering there hasn't been three challenges, three seasons that you've been on. Uh, Paulie originally appeared on Big Brother. 18 placing eighth overall and he was actually a bb legacy with his brother cody placing second on bb 16 which is one of my personal favorite seasons of all time big brother he also has a new podcast called the lion's mentality and i highly recommend everybody check it out thanks for coming on oh thank you guys for having me i love it oh Welcome home. What's up, Gordon? Oh, man. <laughs> I have a feeling we are getting a killer cameo right now. <laughs> oh, no. She just, uh, she, what? I don't even know what she just went to. Micro needling. So she is like, ah. her face is, her face is all bright red from it. So she will not put her face on here. <laughs> but she will wave from behind the camera. I hear micro needling is actually amazing. I have, there's so many different treatments now that they're coming out. I mean, it's pretty crazy. It's craziness. What's up, babe? Did you start yet? Yeah, we started. We are live. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> tell her that. Uh, tell her that we tag her on Twitter, but she blocked us, so it's not happening. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? If she blocked you, you guys probably did something to be blocked. No, actually, we're in that category of the last minute and a half of that conversation in Challenge Mania where she's like, maybe I made a mistake sometimes. But I will say uh, this. We are critical of a variety of challengers, and we're not going to necessarily stop that because that's the whole point of a podcast. So if yeah. she doesn't want that in her face, then I'm totally cool with that. Everybody's no, got maybe, a difference hey, in opinion. Maybe, maybe it was a mistake. Maybe not. Maybe we can bridge the gap here and create this create this whole friendship now yeah, a rainbow you know, we of could love just, we could just take a rainbow of love we could just take everything with a grain of salt <laughs> that's good that's good zach's zach's a resident hater but i'm i'm all about that i mean i think that there's there's so much you know in terms of you spoke about this i know before as well like the online hey and this sort of the stand culture and things like that and even though we fall into the challenge podcast category we really try to emphasize the fact that we are not talking about people unless we're interviewing them when we're on our recaps and stuff we're talking about what we're seeing on the screen it's you know it's not our fault that the producers are giving us 24 7 your guys's love triangle oh man it's i mean it's not even just that i mean it, they're just giving a fraction of everything that goes on that's why i finally changed my mindset um when viewing everything to kind of be like all right you know what there's a lot of things that are left on the editing table mm -hmm. whatever is being portrayed people are going to watch it and they're going to interpret it however they want based off of 
my personal opinion, based off of their own life experiences. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like if somebody sure. sees something that reminds them of a bad time in their life, they're going to be like, ooh, it's got to be just like this. Fuck that person. Or if it reminds them of something that's good in their life, they're going to be like, yay, I love it. Um, so I've just learned to roll with it and be like, hey, you know what? It is what it is. I could be doing, I could have the same personality, not do anything different from Final Reckoning to War of the Worlds, and everybody's perception can change just based off of how they interpret what's going on. So I've just been like, you know what? I haven't changed at all from how I was on Final Reckoning to War of the Worlds. I'm the same person that was in everybody's faces. If you fucked with me, I snapped and I was competitive and I did this. But, you know, in Final Reckoning, depending on who the villain was and who the hero was, you're going to perceive me as either I'm liked or I'm not. So I just learned to roll with it. A hundred percent. You know, in terms, I know a lot of people commented on your guys' relationship and in whatever negative manner, but the one thing that we did, I mean, even though we've been critical of Kara this season in terms of as a character, in your relationship, your personal life, we were actually quite supportive of that when we first came on and did our episode zero, Meet the Prospects, and all of this sort of drama and stuff was going on because that's something I really hold true and that's a big value of mine is that while, yes, we're seeing this stuff on screen, I've been around PR my whole life being in LA. I know that there's always a thousand sides to every story and i mean i know i know relationships that have you know people that have been together for 50 years now and they started off in a rocky manner you know you have tori and jordan who i think are fucking adorable and they started off in a rocky manner so for me that's not something that's necessarily indicative of an unhealthy relationship and i i would never you know put my own judgment on on a personal life matter like that i think that's that's total bullshit to do that and think you know yeah i mean i I think that a lot of people, and and it's unfortunate because I think a lot of castmates um, use the public perception and narrative or whatever's edited, and they use it to fuel their comments or engagement. And I think what people need to realize is what you see on TV, it's a game. We're playing for money. There's cutthroat things that go on. There's shady things that go on. By no means is like that indicative of what goes on behind the scenes i mean i tori and jordan were some people that kind of reached out to car and i and they helped us through a lot of things and for a car and i to be where we are now uh it, it's an amazing thing and it's a testament to how we feel about each other each other and what we did in order to work through what happened because we didn't want any of that to go mm. public like we we begged danielle to like keep it private and it was like it's going public whether you like it or not make a decision whether you want to comment or not and unfortunately that puts you in a position where you're like what we didn't even detox from the season yet you know because it takes like one or two months for your brain to detox and be like okay this is real life people aren't trying to backstab me people aren't trying to get me out (laughs) of whatever it is we're doing the person behind me at the at the at the grocery store isn't plotting against me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it was just, it was upsetting. Uh, there was a lot of people who commented on it. Uh, there was a lot of people who commented on about Kara, about me, about the two of us. Once we decided to work things out, the comments got even stronger, more hateful, more aggressive. Um, and I just, I never understood it. Cause like I, if somebody's happy, I'm just going to let them be happy. Mm-hmm. And you know, it is what it is. So, um, I, I'm going to, it's hot in here. That's why I'm shirtless. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to do, 
like we're, we're going to do our best obviously to focus the interview on you i know you've been doing a lot of stuff lately and, and i feel like people are giving you shit unnecessarily like oh it's all about car it's all about following cars so we're going to focus on you a lot um i do have a couple things that 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 i'll say at some point people would define me as a car hater it's but true. i stand i stand by <laughs> what i said that if car and i ever spoke if we ever had an interview it would be the most engaging interview i feel because i'm not a i'm not like a faceless twitter troll i'm someone who right. loves the show who loves mtv who takes a who takes a lot of stock in that and i have certain issues with the character that's portrayed versus you know versus the real person like i just have certain things that i feel like we could talk out and it would be mm. very right. interesting and, that, and that's, i think that's it, i think it'd be interesting too i'm a i'm a huge proponent of that uh i've i've been very vocal about that um, I actually like when there's enemies and all that stuff, I try and kind of bring like a, like a mediator role to it. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think that that's something that most people can take, but the problem is, I mean, we could have a great podcast right now. We could have a great conversation. It doesn't matter that all three of us had an amazing time, had fun. People listening in are, in, are engaging because people will find a very short clip of this podcast that they don't like. And they mm -hmm. will blast it everywhere. That's what happened with my first Challenge Mania podcast ever. That's what just happened with Love, War, and Challenges. And I'm sure it'll happen here. It doesn't matter what we talk about. We can be laughing. We can be giggling. We can be having a good time. You guys can be like, man, I thought you were a fucking dickhead. But, <laughs> you know, you seem to be, you seem to be somewhat human. Uh, mm -hmm. You are an asshole at times, and we'll call you out for it. And I can sit there and be like, yes, I am an asshole. I agree. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, somebody will find something to be offended about. That is what I've learned about every time I speak, every time I tweet, somebody will misinterpret something. Somebody will try and push a narrative and somebody will be offended. And I've just learned to be like, you know what? I can't please everybody. I'm not going to try and please everybody. I'm just going to be logical like you, Zach. And I'm going to mm -hmm. beat, <laughs> I'm going to beat, I'm going to beat hate and I'm going to beat idiocracy and hypocrisy with logic and with rationale and with being i guess well I, I look at it this way when you're playing the challenge you're going to there's so many different angles where there's people that you'll be aligned with and then there's people that you don't like that you'll also be aligned with because of those alliances and for example i look at, and obviously things are a little bit different now from what i've heard johnny saying car saying and you saying but you know johnny and car have pretty much worked together the last couple seasons and despite how you feel about them i'm sure that you guys went into this pat this season that's airing right now with the understanding that you weren't necessarily going to go for each other and and because you share that common ground with car you know regardless of how you actually feel about johnny so you do have to find a way to work together in those instances right and that, and that's the thing is i and i've said this before i never had a problem never had a problem with johnny even going into final reckoning i specifically remember having a conversation with him being like dude i don't like how everybody gangs up on you um, I've been there before in my life and I'm always down to be on that side of let's fight against the numbers, um, mm. which is why I really don't care and why you kind of see like on social media or in a game, I don't care about being solo or having the fewer numbers. Cause that's almost more exciting for me to kind of be like, all right, let's go. You know, like I, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's more entertaining, you know? And if I go home, I go home and I'm like, you know what? fuck it i fought my ass off it's cool um i i didn't have a problem going into this season with johnny even though him and i had problems majority of the summer uh which i 
didn't realize, I didn't understand where they stemmed from. Him and I had a good conversation about it. And I thought that we reached a higher ground. And then once again, nothing happened this season other than the fact of him going home early. And he just has been involved in like so many things and just trashing me. And I think he hates the fact that people try and compare me to him. Um, you know, and he hates the fact that Kara is kind of like seeing him for what he is, you know, mm -hmm. it's, and, and the real, the realist, the, the, the truth of the matter is it's like they only worked together since vendettas. They were not friends or Alliance members prior to that. I mean, and Zach, you've probably watched all the seasons like I have, like, it's like, I mean, I don't, it's, it's not wrong, but it's kind of like, I have like, as well. I have as well. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. you have as well. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, so you, make, you make it seem like, like Zach is the brainiac. I'm, I'm definitely the brainiac of this situation. Zach is just the older human being. So he like oh, remembers oh, living oh, through right. the first road rules type of experience. That, that is, yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. Got it. Okay. That's a now question. That, that. He represents no. the 40 plus audience. God, oh, that's okay. such bullshit. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, up, I'm getting up there, Zach. <laughs> give me, give me, give me ten years. But Sean, yeah, Sean is just... exaggerating. I'm 25. Shut the fuck up. Um, no, you're not. He's 30. He's 30. Yeah, no, I'm 30. He can <laughs> be 25. <laughs> oh my god. No, I mean, I hear. I listen. I hear what you're saying. You know about bananas and stuff. I feel like a lot of times what I see happens is like this crazy pattern of like cast one thing is said another thing is said then all of a sudden you add a, a tweet or an instagram comment on top of it and then boom it's like this full-blown rivalry out of a real misunderstanding or just like a stupid argument that kind of almost like grew out of thin air because if you think about it this argument with johnny is just so so useless i mean you guys could have been good allies in the house you could have been good friends like it made no sense for this to happen and i feel like he took the pr part too far but then again you have yeah. to realize who you're dealing with like his whole life has been pr and for better or worse that's you know a good hustle that you can use to make a living and that's just how he does it without a doubt i mean and look i've i've had those conversations with johnny where he's like look dude he's like social media He's like, I do this stuff because when the show's not airing, people need to be talking about the show. And I'm like, mm -hmm. dude, I get it, right? I was like, that's why I don't take offense when you come at me. Yeah. What I take offense to is the personal stuff. What I take offense to is trying to perpetuate a false narrative. Um, what I take offense to is when people try to sit on top of a moral high ground when they themselves are not perfect and when they themselves have not been perfect. Um, so it's almost hip hypocritical in the sense where it's like, I can sit there and be like, look, I'm not perfect. And I can, but if I were to critique someone on it, I'd be like, look, coming from experience of how not to handle things correctly, I would probably do things this way. You know what I mean? Um, mm. I just felt like he, he gets, sometimes he, he gets ahead of himself. He gets too involved. You know what I mean? Um, and that's just, and that's just it. But that's, that's the castmates. And I think that they use Twitter and they use social media as a means to create these rivalries. I think it's calculated. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's how it is because, you know, I feel like I'm the only one that is legitimately in the challenge house being like, hey, I don't like you. Go fuck yourself. Hey, I don't like you. Go fuck yourself. All these other people, they try and play nice like it's this bubblegum world. So then it comes to social media and they feel like they have to you know, make up for the fact that they're not as savage in the house. You know what I mean? Like when was the last yeah, time somebody definitely. was savage? 
Oh uh, yeah, I miss I miss the days when there was like a cocky Jordan coming in and just pulling all the kill cards and you know and just walking in and being like, yeah, fuck you, bananas, like let's do this type of a yeah. vibe. Like I miss or those. like CT. Like CT used to be like, all right, everybody wants to come after me. Go, all right, yeah, like you, try, you know? call me in, call me in. Yeah, Wes, Wes was the same way. Even early, early career Johnny was that way. You know what I mean? Well, like, not dual one what, Johnny. What like well like <laughs> but like what made what made Johnny such a captivating character is like he would be in these predicaments where you're like oh he's 100% getting thrown in and he somehow manipulated his way out of it or talked his way out of it and you were like damn how the fuck did he do that you know what I mean Wes was more like all right well I'm going into an elimination I'm winning I'm coming back fuck you guys CT monster and all that stuff you know Kara built her name getting thrown into a bunch of eliminations and coming out of them on top you know, mm-hmm. so there's there's ways to grow as a character. I just feel like the difference with challengers uh, versus, I guess, the, the background where I come from is like, you know, when you're competing against people, you can't fucking downplay things about them in order to mask the truth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of them, they try and speak too much and they spin certain narratives because they just don't want to admit the fact that I'm good. Yeah. And that they've watched me compete and that they've watched me handle myself in the house a certain way. You know well, what I mean? Like it's people, a bit hard to not admit that when you've won so many of the dailies so far. I mean, no, I'm not talking about me admitting that. I'm talking about like instead of just being like, you know what? I this kid may be an asshole. Mm. He may be a little cocky, um, for sure, but can't can't hide the fact that he's good. Can't yeah. hide the fact yeah. that he's that he's winning. You know, instead people will try and perpetuate the narratives of yeah, but he's a cheater, but he's a liar. He's abusive to women. He's a misogynist. He's a narcissist. He's got Napoleon complex, complex little man's complex. Um, he's a leprechaun. He's a hobbit. Uh, he, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the list can yeah. go on and on and on. And it's like, if you ask 95% of the women that I've done shows with, you know, talk to Maddie, talk to Georgia, talk to Sylvia, talk to Ashley, talk to Amanda, talk to people who aren't fans of Kara, aren't fans mm-hmm. of me. And they'll at least have the respect to be like, Paulie is not this image that everybody tries to say. And it's really only a small amount of people that do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm tall, like I'm taller than most of the male challengers. I mean, compared to Zach, CT and Kyle, they're fucking tall as fuck. Of course I'm going to look like a midget next to them. Um, <laughs> How tall are you? I'm five nine. So it's like I'm not like I'm not like a tiny motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like I'm not I'm not juiced up. I'm not on roids because I Mm -hmm. like to be agile. I like to be quick, you know, and I like to still have explosive power. But it's like I don't hear anybody coming after Derek, coming after Hunter. You know, definitely. Well, he's like he's like the little pit bull. They sort of that's kind of his brand almost. A couple yeah, things exactly. that stand out to me, Paulie. Uh, first and foremost, I mean, one thing I honestly owe you uh, a thank you because if if what I'm hearing lately, like if Kara and Johnny are kind of at a, a place where they're not seeing eye to eye, like I'm fine with that because as a viewer, I've just found it very boring on recent seasons to have them together, like to have them in the same camp. It it, it does it it honestly like it takes away from the show for me. It's like, I've said, it's, it's like if the Yankees and the Red Sox, just they combine and they made one baseball team. It's like, Oh wow. The two most high profile people are together now. 
um, that just that doesn't really do it for me on the show. So honestly, if right. you know you being in Cara's life pulled them apart, I think that's better for viewers. I think that's better for everyone. <laughs> yeah. like, you want to see powerful players going at it. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's just I have said this numerous numerous times. Like I wanted, I want to try and get Johnny to to get to another final. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to try and help him so that he doesn't have that excuse so that he doesn't have that um, mentality going into each challenge already saying everybody's going to be against me. I'm done. He does it to himself. You know what I mean? And he needs 100%. to stop playing. He needs to stop playing that card and he needs to stop playing the victim. And he needs to just own up to the fact of I have not done well. I have not been preparing myself the way I used to look the people that I used to be able to count on, I can no longer count on. I need to go to other people, right? That offer was on the table when it came to me. I said, look, dude, I can, like, we can do this. You know, I can, I, I'm not going to let you win the final mm-hmm. because why would I, why would I want to do that? You're going to have to earn your way to the final. I'm not going to lay down on a sword for you. Um, but it's like, he's lost that mentality. Like you could even see it in his eyes uh, before challenges and before eliminations he looks like a deer in headlights and Mm -hmm. coming from, you know, my background where it's like the first thing I always looked at when I would step onto a wrestling mat. And the first thing I would look at before I ever got into a physical altercation with someone is I would stare them in their eyes and I would be like, all right, is this going to be a battle or do I already have them? You know what I mean? And you can tell when you look into somebody's eyes, whether you have them or not. Um, And with Johnny, before something even happens, you already tell that he's lost. And I, I want to bring back a different mentality with him. I hope I can push him to be better. One thing that we have been debating on this show, and maybe uh, actually with your background and with you knowing all the people involved, I actually think you could shed some light on this. We had a debate a couple of weeks ago, Shani and I. Uh, there's a large section of the community where, you know, they see Johnny, he's got, you know, decent muscle mass or whatever. They see his CrossFit videos and all that. And they're like, oh, this guy's like really in shape. This guy's really tough. Like, you know, he can win physical eliminations, which he doesn't really. He hasn't done that in a long time. So there's a lot of people out there who say that if Johnny and Devin were to ever get in, like, imagine like a fight. Like if they ever got in a fight with each other, that Johnny would whoop Devin's ass. And I feel the complete opposite. I feel like Devin is scrappy. I feel like he's got like a Northeast upbringing the same way you do. I feel like Devin's probably actually been in fights before. I don't think Johnny's ever been in an actual fight. Just I, he's a Californian. Yeah, <laughs> I would kind of lean more towards uh, towards your assessment of that, Zach. I mean, I, I feel as though there's... Uh, <laughs> Just because you have muscle mass, right? I mean, look at look at Nate Diaz, right? Mm-hmm. If you saw that dude on the street, he does not look like anything, right? He's just like this tall, gangly motherfucker. But that dude is a badass motherfucker, and he will yep. whip someone's ass. Um, Devin, I mean, you saw him wrestle around with Wes on Champs for Stars. You know what I yep. mean? And it's yep. not That's like true. Wes was tossing. It's not like Wes was tossing him around. Um, I think he gets a lot of discredit because he is, in fact, not athletic. But mm-hmm. there's a difference between being athletic and being scrappy, right? If you put a fighter and tell him to do, tell him or her to do a lot of athletic things, they may not be as coordinated, right? But it doesn't mean that they can't fight and they can't scrap. Uh, I don't think Johnny's ever been hit in the face, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that that's why he talks so much. Um, because if you've been punched in the mouth before, like either you like it or you don't. And then you do the things like either, either you don't give a fuck whether you piss somebody off to hit you in the face or not. 
I think Devin will whoop his ass, to be honest. I, yeah, I, I feel the exact same way. And I think it's actually in Johnny's, like it's in Johnny's interest to not do that. Like his whole game is to say, oh yeah, you know, if we got in a physical confrontation or if we got in a, in a physical elimination, I'd squash you. But I, I, I don't think he would. And I think he knows that and he wants to like stay away from that. But he, you know, well, he's still going to talk. No, but that's May, different. A physical well, elimination it, and a fight are different. I think yeah, Devin would have both different. though. Well, it's a little different because if it comes to something that has to do with agility, quickness and speed johnny's got him um mm-hmm. if it has to do with something that's head-to-head you know it might be a little battle if it comes into wrestling if it had to do with strength like being pulled in opposite directions um that would be interesting to see uh, uh only because they're both around the same weight you know and johnny actually works out you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. like you can't just you can't just go in there and be like hey you know what i'm not going to be able to pull this mass not yeah. how it works. Yeah, that's all right. Well, that's I mean, listen, I understand where you're coming from. And this is a good segue into what I really want to know, which is I know you're like a massive super fan of the challenge from before you've been watching it forever. What, what would right. you say is the most memorable moment you had, like watching the show as a kid growing up? Because I know we all have those. <laughs> um, well, I mean, un- unfortunately, <clears throat> you know, whenever whenever. <laughs> whatever ct uh would go off like my favorite mm-hmm. memory is is when is you know when he's like i'm, I'm gonna rip off his head and eat it you know what i mean and it's like and, and like they're, and they're trying to calm him down and they're like they're like what what do you want to do what can we do to calm you down and like and like you know that's like i'm sitting there like like being like yeah fucking rip his head off and eat it. you know like it's like it's something like that um you know that that kind of always sits with me like that's what made me love it because ct was somebody that i related to because i was like yeah this northeast boy um fucking takes no shit from nobody uh and and that's just how me and my brother were growing up where it's like hey you know if you if you want problems there's gonna be problems you know what <laughs> i mean so like so i mean is, from, Co- um, is Cody more scrappy in real life? Because on Big Brother, he was quite the sort of like kind, gentle character. You didn't really see much of the confrontation. Cody, Cody's much, much different than me. He's he's very calm, cool, and collected. He he will not get that way unless he is pushed to his final limit. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, he and Cody uh, is an animal. Uh, if, if he does, if he does snap, you're, you're fucked. Um, you know, I, he's, he's, he's bigger than me. Um, the only reason why him and I, if him and I got into a scrap, why I would have the advantage because I am more skilled, um, at certain different things. But if it was just a, like a stand up boxing match, he'd fuck, he'd smoke me and he'd probably knock me out because he's, you know, he's quick and he's strong as fuck. Uh, so, but you know, I, it, he's, it takes a lot for him to snap. Um, but when he does, it's, it's scary. Along the lines of a big brother question that we actually got from some people, by the way, Reddit is they're assholes on Reddit. Just in case everybody wasn't wondering <laughs> Reddit fans, assholes, all of them. Oh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I was, I never even really knew about Reddit or Vevmo until I went in the big brother house. And I think a lot, a big reason why Reddit doesn't like me is because when Michelle said something about somebody on Reddit who didn't like her, cause she was like a Reddit fan like i was like yeah fuck you and then but then i would always taunt the live cameras and i would be like 
Hey, it's all you Reddit fans that are probably sitting at home <laughs> masturbating because you got nothing better to do. Um, I just want to let you all know that you guys are a bunch of fucking losers. Like, oh, go that's fuck why yourself. they hate you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, got, we got such Great. negative comments on there, and it was just so weird because everywhere else was sort of like half half, and Reddit was just vile. Anyway, yeah. so something that I think a lot of people were wondering though um, from there was uh, what it was like watching Cody and Christine on the screen, like their whole flirting thing and stuff like that. Like, what did you, what did you guys think? from the family perspective because that was a really big almost like a scandal i know she got booed coming onto the stage like it was a really negative part of that season that hasn't really gotten much coverage after the fact you know and and i'll say this about reddit because i the rumors that i hear about reddit is if you're a fan of car and i uh they like downvote you and they block you so they basically have created an atmosphere where if you don't agree with who they want to hate you're gone and if you want to talk about if you want to talk about someone that they hate, you have to start it off with, well, I'm not really a fan of this person, but here's my perspective on the matter. And then people might hear them out. But other than that, it's it's a cesspool for uh, this is the way we we think. If you don't think the way we think, then you're off of this site and we're going to downvote you and we're going to trash you and we're going to do all this. Um, if people want to understand what that was, look at Big Brother like this. Big Brother. Um, the producers changed about halfway through Big Brother. So it stopped being like completely live and they actually started trying to create like these these storylines out mm. of like the live feeds, which is why you got the people who watch the live feeds and then they watch the edits and they're like, what the fuck? This is not what happened, mm. you know? So my brother that season was flirtatious with everybody, like <laughs> all the girls, like that was part of his social game. It was, you know, it was with uh, Brittany, with Amber, um, with Nicole, with Christine. Um, I think that Christine and Cody, it was, it was a friendship thing. Like he would lay on her lap and he would like pat, she would pat his hair. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? He wasn't cuddling up in a bed with Christine. Yeah. He wasn't doing any of that stuff. I, I don't think that Christine should have been booed for a friendship that she had with my brother. And I think people trying to, trying to make a scandal out of that were just, people who really hated the fact that Cody and Derek dominated that season and they really had nothing on them. Like Cody's uh, Cody was the golden boy mm -hmm. of that season. You know what I mean? So he they were looking was. for anything. He definitely was. They, they were looking for anything to trash him with. And I remember when uh, CBS came to my family's house, I wasn't there, but my father was sitting there being like, yeah, they were trying to ask questions. Like they were trying to catch us in ways to edit us to kind of make it seem like, you know, Cody's a certain way where it's like, if you watch the season, Cody was flirtatious with everybody. Everybody would trust him. They would give him information. He would go to Derek and be like, here's all the intel I got. Let's put together a plan. And then Derek and him would come up with a plan. Derek had the crazy strategy and all this shit. Mm, um, I loved watching Derek play. But it's like, like it was fantastic. To, watch, to watch the hitmen, like people try and downplay. Uh, what I've learned from game shows specifically is people will try and downplay mastery at its finest or people doing good at its finest, you know what I mean? Like, you can't talk about me when it comes to Big Brother 18 without people being like, he's a narcissist or a misogynist. Why? Uh, because I told Natalie she's as fake as those things on her chest, and I told Davon, <laughs> and I told Davon, uh, I asked Davon what kind of example is she setting for her daughter? So it's like, I'm sitting there, I got the whole house coming at me, ganging up on me, and I just make comments <laughs> In a, in a manner that I know is going to piss the people off that I make them to. And 
Nobody talks about the fact that I won five comps. Nobody talks about the fact that I had a hand in every single elimination and it took my own alliance turning on me to get me out, you know? And then it's like, I sat there in the jury house and once again, everybody coming in just piled on and piled on and piled on. And I just sit there and I'm like, I make one comment. And everybody's like outrage, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That happens a lot with the fans. Um, what would you say is, so you're talking about how the live feeds now, they turn that into storyline a lot. What were the biggest examples of that happening on your season that you noticed when watching it back later? To be honest, I have not watched my season of Big Brother. Um, wow. And I like I haven't even watched the ending of uh, Final Reckoning uh, to see how that played out. Um, you know, all I can say is the people who watch the, uh, the live feeds versus the edit is like when I got into that whole argument where it was, you know, Natalie and Bridget and like, you know, everybody all of a sudden being like, all right, now's the time to turn on Polly. I sat there and I would be hitting them with, with facts. I'd be like, Natalie, you only use the term uncomfortable when you want to evict men from this house. You used it with Victor. You're using it with me now. And then later after I got evicted, she also tried to use it with Paul. You know mm. what I mean? So I said, I said to her, I'm like, Natalie, if you're just saying that men make you feel uncomfortable when you want to eliminate them, like that's kind of like lying about sexual harassment. And then Bridget would sit there and she would be like, you know, Paulie, like the comments that you made about Natalie, like as a woman, I'm offended. I'm like, Bridget, I was like, you hate men, period. I was like, which is not the definition of feminism. I was like, so you claim to be a feminist. I was like, but feminism is about like equality and about getting equal rights for women. I was like, it's not about hating men and just kind of being on this tirade to be like, all men are evil and should die. Yeah, there's like, definitely so, those extremes. They sort of tarnish the cause yeah. a lot. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, Bridget, I was like, you had a boyfriend coming into the season. I was like, you were sleeping in a bed with Frank this whole time. Bridget like, had a boyfriend that... going into the season? Going into that season. Yeah. So I, I said to her, I'm like, I'm like, why are you? I was like, how can you be offended? I was like, I, I was like, you're right. I was like, my wording should have been different. I was like, but I was basically making a meta, you know, like a simile mm. comparing Natalie's personality to her fake breasts, which she was lying about. I was like, which was totally wrong. You're right. You're is, is there um, I'm sorry. Is there anything you wish you could change about the way you played Big Brother 18? Um, I mean, I just like, yeah. I mean, like, honestly, you, looking back on everything, you make the mistakes. Uh, I, I had the me and Corey had the opportunity when he won the the mm. uh, double the double um, the double eviction. You know, we were right there, and like my gut and Corey's gut were saying throw Paul and James on the block next to each other, throw Paul and Victor on the block next to each other. But then I was sitting there being like, you know what? Like maybe, maybe that's not the case. Maybe they're still in our Alliance and they still got us, you know? And then we throw Bridget and Michelle up next to each other. And, and it was stupid because Bridget and Michelle weren't winning anything. You know, Paul and Victor were winning things and that's what kept our Alliance safe. Like when I wasn't winning, Victor was winning or when Corey wasn't winning, Paul was winning. So it's like, we yeah, were protecting each other. You. Yeah. Yeah, and then literally the next the next turn of events, me and Corey are sitting on the block next to each other. What so what's I, your what's your thoughts on Paul losing both seasons in a row? Because I, it's pretty much universally understood that he played some killer games in both seasons, but had I guess shitty jury management his second season, and it was just you know I mean when you watch it back, you have to give it to Paul in terms of BB nineteen. Everybody was just sheep on that season, and in BB eighteen, he put up a good fight next to Nicole. Well, I think, well, I mean, I think on BB-19, I think the reason what they, why they were sheep is because the producers were very careful in casting certain people. Um, yeah, I, I didn't so, like the cast that season. Just, I mean, that's, it, that, no, it was just, it, it just wasn't enough hotheads. There wasn't enough strong I personalities think, going in there. 
Well, I mean, you see what happens when there's strong personalities. I mean, I was a strong personality on Big Brother 18. I had no idea what was going on in the political world outside of the house. And I come out and everybody's like, you're Donald Trump. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm like, Donald, I was like, Donald Trump is, and is actually a fucking candidate. I was like, is that, oh, that must have been like, nuts. I come out and I'm like, I'm like, wait a second. It's Hillary and Trump. I was like, what the fuck happened to Bernie? I'm like, what the fuck happened? Um, uh, but anyway, like with that, with that being said, it was like uh, on Big Brother 18, I think that both him and Nicole had good arguments to be the winners then because, you know, Paul, whether you want to admit it or not, he, he, he latched on to me. I protected him for half of, the, half of the season. When he saw that everybody was going to turn on me, he latched on to the power on the other side. And the social game is a huge part of Big Brother. Uh, Big Brother 19, I think a lot of people take away credit from his gameplay because he went into a house was given friendship bracelets to form an alliance basically given three weeks of immunity and then um and then by that point like once you once you're past the three week mark in big brother if you have people you have people so it was almost like mm. producer setup to kind of be like here we're gonna hand you a path to the final the and that's where that a lot of people sucked did. the twists were horrible that season yeah like, can I say that Paul's a bad Big Brother player? No, absolutely not. He's, 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 his social game is excellent, and he's very intelligent. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's that's part of the game of Big Brother. It's got to be jury management, and I think that Paul gets away with his tactic of when he wants people eliminated, he gets a group of people, he isolates them, he gangs up on them, and then he sends them home, and that doesn't sit well with a lot of people. You know, yeah. Derek and Cody, you know, and, you know, if you want to give it to credit, uh, credit to Derek with his jury management, nobody even knew that he was behind him eliminating them. You know what I mean? So, like, mm. when all of a sudden you put that in their face, they're like, oh, wait a second. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he Derek, was a Derek G- never I them. loved well, – I honestly, like, I'll rewatch BB16 just to watch Derek play because he was so – clever and and matter of fact about everything and i think his big strong suit was the fact that he made the whole house dependent on him in a way where they needed his guidance and they didn't even see it as he was like running things they just saw it as we got you know derek what do you think we should do like we need your input it was just almost Uh, subconscious he's he's brilliant and you know i was fortunate enough to have him on my podcast and just hearing how he approaches life and everything like he is one of the most intelligent people I've ever met. And it, you know, it was really an eye-opening experience for me. Uh, well, I should say ear-opening experience listening to him talk. Cause it was like, wow, this guy is, is brilliant. And it's not, it's not by mistake. It's, it, you know, it, it is because he wakes up every morning wondering how he's going to make himself better and how he's going to educate himself. And I really wish that a lot of people online would take to that. What? That's my whole life. Like, that's honestly my my biggest thing in life because I I was sent away to boarding school when I was like a child. Um, And so I've been in like therapeutic settings forever. And my whole my whole existence is just about what can I do to improve? Like, what's my issue today? What have I been faulting on? Where am I like going wrong with things? How can I just make myself better every single day? Like my new thing now, I've been on this health journey since October 17th, working out four times a week, every single week since then. And before that, I hadn't worked out in like years. So it was just I dedicated myself to something. Yeah. And I, I, I just 
just think that, you know, there's always so much that you can improve. And in terms of my personality, I used to be such a bitch, condescending. Like, just there's so many things that you have to constantly do to work towards. And that's, I think, a reason why I connect so well to you as a challenger, because that's something I notice in you that I don't see in so many of the other cast members is this idea that, all right, this is what you guys are seeing on the TV. Makes sense you don't like it. You know, I was cocky in that moment, but you know what? Like, I was good. It was rightfully so. You know, just wait. I'll prove my point. Whatever it is, like, you just get it and you get the criticism and you don't take it personally. And you're, you know, I find that really something that people can actually look up to, which is very different to what we see from so many of these other people who take everything so personally and you know nothing can you know they can't do anything wrong and they can't improve in any area and it's it's kind of sad if you look at it that somebody would live the rest of their life that way uh, you know i i appreciate that and and congratulations um you know to to you realizing that and, and kind of sticking to something isn't it just an amazing feeling of accomplishment when you just you stick to something and you just do it and you put in this hard work and i think that's what you know, that's what upsets me a lot because a lot of people will try and downplay the fact like, you know, going into like I was supposed to be on Vendettas. I tore every ligament in my ankle. Right. Ooh. And that that filmed in October. Right. And now I left for Final Reckoning in March. So to be able to rehab my ankle to get to Final Reckoning to then, you know, actually be able to come through. And then and then when I get out of the Redemption House, dominate the challenges, dominate the final. And then I'm, I put my body through hell. My body, nobody knows this, but preparing for War of the Worlds, like when I went to my physical therapist, they were like, yo, dude, your right glute muscle has completely shut down. It doesn't work. So we need to wake this up. Um, your ankle and your knees uh, on your right side might blow out. You know what I mean? And I'm like, all right, well, but you know what? I was like, I, I, I got to go into this next season and I have to, I have to make a statement. So I have to be ready. And I trained every day for about two hours. And then I would have to go to rehab for two hours for my body just to be able to walk period. And so going into the seasons, like people, and like now online, like people try and downplay and be like, Oh, you know, like, sorry, Paul, like the challenge isn't a sport, the challenge isn't this, the challenge isn't that, like the challenge, you know, why do you make the challenge your life? It's like, well, I mean, the challenge isn't my life, but even if it was like, Johnny did a very good job of making the challenge his life for 18 seasons. You know what I mean? And yeah. I worked really hard to get to where I am and to dominate in these challenges, not just physically, but mentally. Like I went through crazy cognitive um, tests that like forced me to like unlock parts of my brain that can help me with puzzles and help me with uh, being able to solve yes. things while under fatigue and all that stuff. So it's like I put in the time and effort and it's it, it's it's laughable to me when people are like, trying to downplay that because I'm like, well, I know my truth. I know what I had to put my body through and what I had to do with that. And, you know, I just don't like the the hypocrisy of how, pe how people try and attack me. If you're going to attack me, go ahead. Uh, there's always going to be criticism. But, you know, the way that people try and attack me, the way that people try and force certain narratives, it's just, it's getting old, really. You know, it's like, come up with something new uh, when it comes to me, right? Mm. So speaking of attackers, I think this is a great segue opportunity, Paulie, to go into a Saniac podcast, uh, a favorite pastime of ours, and that is discussing <laughs> uh, Twitter stands. Um, Challenge Twitter is, it's, I, I don't even know how to describe it as a community. It's kind of a cesspool. Um, now, <laughs> where, where you're at, 
you are you're with a very controversial you are dating a very controversial figure when it comes to Twitter when it comes to challenge Twitter so I'm actually interested in getting your thoughts on some of this for example and I'll use this to lead into some other things I want to say but when we announced that you were coming on our show <laughs> this is pretty common we got some responses to the uh, to the thread and I want to read a couple of these for you. Uh, we've got uh, oh, perfect. I can't wait. And I'll even it. shout out their handles for them. We've got uh, Sassy0622. And she says, um, hopefully you defend Cara when you go on, because on their last podcast, they weren't the friendliest towards her. And then we've got underneath that, we've got Para Defender. Uh, didn't block didn't Cara block them? Or is that another one? Never listened to them before, but looking at their tweets, they don't seem very pro Kara. Don't let them get away with shading Kara when you talk with them, Paulie. Now, here's my fucking issue with this, people, is that 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 is standum right there. It's like we ride with our person till the very fucking end. If you don't ride with our person, then and it's just this whole like, oh, it's people like reporting back. They feel like they're in a military camp or something. They're like, oh. We're, we're with Paulie and Carr. Like, I got to make sure they know all this shit. And I just found it so weird that people commented with that. And they think that we're going to have some interview and we're going to try and, like, dodge all this shit that we've said. But, like, we're, we're – it's not what we're doing here. Well, because you know, it's not true. It's the soundbite thing. People take a minute of our podcast and then they're like, oh, they hate this person. They love that person. Yeah. We're just – we're not like that. Yeah, I think – here's the problem with uh, society – period is nobody wants to do their research anymore. Nobody wants to educate mm-hmm. themselves. Uh, I run into this a lot because I mean, you know, so you say, I'm, you say I might in the, in the challenge world stands can say I'm dating a controversial character. Well, people can say the same to her. She's dating a controversial character. So together mm-hmm. we are controversial as fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so like there's never going to be people that agree with, anything we say or do like if i say something people are gonna attack her and be like how can you date him if she says something people are gonna attack me and be like how can you date her you know Mm -hmm. if we're sitting there being lovey-dovey people are gonna be like oh you guys are cringe and then some people are gonna be like we love it you know what i mean i think the problem is and what i've learned my entire entire life from being on uh tv because this was never a problem prior to tv is People don't want to educate themselves. We, you know, if you put this podcast out, you say, this is a two hour podcast. Everybody will be like, you know, oh, I don't want to listen to this. Can somebody give me the clip notes? Um, <laughs> you know, like, pe- like people will be like, oh, is there so, is, can you find a clip if, if they talk shit about this or that? And then they'll take that clip and just be like, oh, here we go. You know, you guys have complimented um, a lot of things, right? But mm-hmm they'll take one thing where you make a comment and they'll be like, Oh, look, here it is again. You know, like I wouldn't be sitting on this podcast if I felt like this was going to be a car, a bash um, mm-hmm. story, but you know, yeah. it's, it's all fandoms and all that stuff. I think at this point, car and I, we finally have told, I mean, well, cars always have like a huge stand group, right? I really never have in the sense of like, I always told people who followed me like, Hey, try and lead with positivity. Don't attack. But now I'm almost at a point where I'm like, look, be stand up for yourselves. You know what I mean? Like you guys are all in our DMS all the time. And there's a huge amount of people that are like, Hey, we never want to comment. Uh, but just know that you have our support. And I sit here and I'm like, you know what? Start commenting like in a logical sense, start commenting in a radical sense, shut people down with hypocrisy 
and, and use your, use your brains. Um, and that's what I'm saying. And I'm try- encouraging these people to stop hiding and to start coming out because it, it really gets to a point where it's like, can people not talk about anything without offending someone? You know what I mean? Like, exactly. would, would that, would that make for good? Like, here's the thing. If you guys talked about things that never offended anybody, everybody would be like, it's a boring podcast. I don't want to listen to it. It's too bubbly. <laughs> That's why I have happy. to have Zach on here because yeah, I'm right? too nice. If we're, you, we're not here to you, sit on the fence. Right. Like if you, if you have just a podcast about hate, you know, people are going to be like, oh man, I can't listen to that. It's disgusting. There has to be a middle ground. That's why mm-hmm. it's like, you know, there's so many challengers who are loved, but you, you know, they're kind of, you know, they're kind of boring and, and they fall by the wayside. Right. But then you got controversial challengers and everybody, whether it's positive or negative, they're going to comment. And um, that's just that's just what it is. So if people are commenting negative things or whatever. Guess what? They're going to listen anyway. It doesn't matter. Mm. You know what I mean? Like well, whether they're going to. Um, it feels hold on hold on one second zach so in terms of like that whole thing with the car bash as well is the fact that all of last season i was a big car fan i judge what i see on the screen i'm all about like the characters so whatever editing and production is giving me that's what i'm that's what i'm talking about and analyzing and i loved her character development last season i thought it was freaking fantastic and i also just thought that her participation ooh, are we getting a cameo her participation her participation oh great that's good for your face now um her participation in last season was so awesome and i loved it and it's not my fault that this season what i'm seeing portrayed on my screen is just not something i'm into but you know i i went into listening to the challenge mania episode that she did recently because i was getting messages from people saying you know like she was so mean on it and da 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 and the first like five minutes of that interview i didn't like per se because it was about the block party and we were included in that but then she sort of summed it up differently and she was like i made some mistakes there and i really started you know at the 51 minute mark into the episode i was messaging zach like this interview is actually really great like i really see where she's coming from and a lot of sides of things and and i think that's a lot of what people are missing is going into everything with an open mind like i didn't think i was going to dislike her going into that i was just like let's listen to this let's see what's going on fully for research purposes and i you know like you're saying people don't want to do their research they don't actually want to sit and listen to your love war and challenges episode and on top of that even when they do do the research a big issue is that they then only assume what their perspective is what's happening so if you say you didn't mean to do that they're like well no that's not true because you actually you did it and you meant it and you're like but right didn't you know they don't believe you exactly they're gonna they're gonna sit here and they're gonna listen to you and they're going to be like oh well i'm listening to this conversation but he's only doing this or she's only doing this because uh it's for publicity or they're doing it because they're being fake or they're not being real and it's like everybody has to realize that everyone is human and there is going to be growth right Mm -hmm. but the thing is people don't want to see the growth they don't see the behind the scenes stuff they just take things and they trash things right and they and they look for a reason to be mad Right. So it's like I did a whole challenge mania podcast and it was an hour and a half. And they asked me, they're like, you know, Paulie, what why did you raise over thirty thousand dollars for different charities? And I explained why I did it. And people didn't care that, like, I wasn't trying to shade anybody and I wasn't trying Mm -hmm. to 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 put down people or try and make myself look better at somebody else's expense because you know, I was just answering a question. Right. But I never, I don't realize that I have to word everything perfectly and I'm never going to word everything perfectly. And I don't want to, because, you know, then I feel like that's being fake. 
you know? Yeah, so exactly. I just say that. And, and instead of people being like, you know what? Wow. Like, and like, the thing is, it's like, there was receipts, like for what I said, like, you know, if you went back and watched my Periscope two years prior to that, I went on a Periscope and I talked about how awful it was and what I was going to do and how I was going to battle hate with positivity with charity. Right. Mm-hmm. People went nuts. They took, they took that two minute clip of an hour and a half and they ran with it. Right. Love war challenges. You know, same thing. They took a small 20 second clip where I never said anything about what people, what, about the narrative that people were trying to spin from it. Yeah. Right. And, but they pushed it and they went with it. And that was 20 seconds out of a two hour podcast. We, you know, so you, we had Mikey P on talking about this whole thing as well, because this happens on all sides of the spectrum. And I just wish people would see that, you know, this is like your favorites that, you know, the same people who are in here, like Gigi, I love you. But Gigi, for example, you know, she was all about Mikey P being human and making mistakes and growing and learning from that. But now if it's about you, it's just a different story. And, and to me, that's right. like, you have to have the same energy to all people. We're all fucking humans. Like everybody's not yeah. going to be perfect. You can't expect that out of people. That's my thing is if you're gonna come at people, just have the same energy with everybody. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because like Cara and I, we shouldn't be held to a higher standard when it comes to our relationship. She shouldn't be held to a higher standard when it comes to being a woman. I shouldn't be held to a higher standard when it comes to being a man. It's crazy because if you go through everything, like, you know, what's the worst things that have aired on TV about me? I, like I said, back in Big Brother, I, could, I told Natalie she's just faking those things on her chest. You know what I mean? I told, I can, I said something to Davon. You know, me and Natalie and Davon, like, we have had conversations about those situations, being like, "Yo, we were all fucking stupid, and we were all way too stubborn, and we let things get out of hand, all of us, right?" But it doesn't matter, right? People are gonna do that. Then people are gonna be like, "Oh, well, this relationship ended because of this. This relationship ended because of this. This relationship ended because of this." And they're not gonna look at things for what they actually are, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, okay." Well, we're just going to keep being louder, 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 louder until the point where it's like, what are you guys yelling about now? Like, what can you possibly still be yelling about? Yeah. Okay. I get it. I thought I didn't handle a situation the right way over the summer. Like we do realize that in like three months, it's going to be like a year of like me not handling a situation Mm -hmm. correctly. And like all that not handling a situation correctly came out in December. So it's not like it was still going on in December. It came out in December. Yeah, but that, you know that whole, I mean, I mean you don't even have to tell us about, about the PR of that whole story. Because I could, yeah. listen, if you have your fucking publicist, like, commenting and shit online, like, you know something is up. Oh, you can't, my God. You can't, so, I mean, come on. So like, are you kidding calculated, me? <laughs> and it was so shady. And, like, I don't even need to dive into it. Yeah, the Bachelor world is shitty like that. After working with Josh Murray and having met so many of the Bachelors and, and them, and, like, oh, it's just, like, that's oh. their whole world. That's here's, their whole here's world. Here's my... Here's my biggest problem with Bachelor Nation, period. All right. So I've met a lot of Bachelor guys, met a lot of Bachelor girls, right? The concept of the show is at the end, one person is in love with five people. Mm. And then they have to pick one person. So <laughs> yeah. it's like they sit here and they're like, oh, man, I can't believe that. It, it's it's even possible for people to talk to multiple people at a time it's like you watch a show where that happens every single season and then (laughs) but the problem is everybody from that show gets edited in such a good way because when you get eliminated from that show it's under the 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 guise of heartbreak so all the guys that get eliminated on the bachelorette 
you know, they could be the biggest douchebags in the world. And trust me, I've met them and they are the biggest fucking douchebags in the world. Right. (laughs) But women are going to throw themselves at them because they're like, oh, man, I hated watching you cry. Um, You know, have sex with me to make yourself feel better. And they're douchebags and they treat girls like shit. Right. Mm -hmm. Bachelor girls. Same thing. They they get these these beautiful edits. So it kind of like anything shitty that they may have about their personalities. Nobody can see it. And they, yeah. and they use it to their advantage. And that's just that's just and, my opinion on Bachelor Nation, period. And it's so much more edited than, than The Challenge or Big Brother than people realize. Like, The Bachelor is, I mean, they, so I work in audio. I hear this shit so obviously. And if you hear, like, the clips, I mean, they, it's crazy how much they chop up. As much as they chop up maybe five interview pieces in The Challenge to make a sentence, they'll take, like, 20 from The Bachelor to make a sentence. It's crazy. Right. It's right. honestly and- crazy. And it's it's crazy because me just having this honest conversation with you, people are probably going to be like, he's gaslighting. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so like, we have a comment about that yeah. right now in the in the comment yeah. section. Like the fact that he's still talking about Danielle. It's like, first of all, we prompted the conversation, me and Zach here. So it's, you know, and people, they like to just harp on things, but they right. can't see that this is also a fascinating topic about but, production, editing, PR. They can't, they PR, are looking well, at Well, I mean, this. the fact that Jimmy Kimmel's Bachelor, uh, Bachelor thing, she filmed that like a week before all the PR stuff came out, right? And then it mm-hmm. aired a week after all the dust settled and it went on for four episodes of Jimmy Kimmel, you know what I mean? So to it's keep like, it going. And then, keep and it then going. she was in consideration to be the next Bachelorette. So it's like, that's you know, a classic PR trick. You put out a news story and then PR you have trick. a media appearance and you try and extend that media appearance according to the, the PR story. You release something to get people excited about the PR yeah. thing that's coming out. I mean, the Kardashians do it every five seconds of their life. Like the fact that people aren't catching on to this stuff. It's like, come on, open your eyes, guys. I don't even want to talk about Paulie and Cara. I don't want to talk about Paulie and Danielle. I want to talk about Paulie and Lexi. I ship Paulie and Lexi. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, wait. Chelsco is Zach is like obsessed with Chelsco. Oh my god! Yeah. Zach is that's Pauly. like that's like that's like <laughs> Zach's girl right there. <laughs> if you're in touch with Chelsco, you got to put Chelsco in touch with me. I'm her. You I'm are, her number one stand. I stand. You want for me to Chelsco. put you in touch with Chelsco? <laughs> yeah. Yo, I rep her music. I rep Chelsco's. Chelsco's hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> Zach is madly in love um, with her. Honestly, Polly, I, I'm so happy we just brought all this up. W- uh, were you in the room the night that Chris and Chelsko talked about Chelsko sleeping with Chris's uncle? What was your take on this whole situation? <laughs> um, it was the greatest bit of reality television I've ever seen. I'm just, I'm my biggest thing that I'm upset with with X on the Beach is like because Chris was wasted 99 percent of the time. <laughs> um, and like, and, and, you know, God bless the kid's heart. I mean, he just turned 21. So it's like, fuck um, my, like, cause I don't, I don't drink. Like when I, when I'm on these shows and in real life, like I'm sober 100% oh my of the God, time. I don't drink either. I just smoke weed, but yeah. I don't drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I would sit there and Chris would have these heart to hearts with me and people around the house when they would get wasted, they would have these hearts to heart with me. And I would literally just talk them around in circles, kind of making fun of them the whole time. Like from their own words and the cameras would kind of be like get in my face because they would want a facial expression for me after every time i'd say something so it'd be like i would say something they'd be like yeah that's what i'm talking about man i'm like so she fucked your uncle and he's like well like (laughs) he's like well like i mean i wouldn't say like fucked my uncle i was like no but you just said that she fucked your uncle and he's like but but what but not fucked my uncle i'm just saying like flirted with my uncle and i'm like well, did she fuck your uncle or did she, you know, not? And then like the camera would be on my face and I kind of be looking at it like, 
you know what I mean? And it's like, oh my God. But like none of those were captured. It's like, I was trying, cause like, I always thought the funniest part oh about Jersey God. Shore is where like something would happen and the camera would just go to like the situation's face. Yes. And he would just yep. be looking at the camera. So like they would, the producers would come up to me and they'd be like, hey, every time the camera comes on, you're like, you know, give us, give us a face. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? I don't know what that means. <laughs> like, I, I never realized, because from Big Brother, everything is live camera action. You know what mm. I mean? Like, the cameras are in the walls. X on the Beach was the first show where I was like, damn, producers come up to people and tell them what they should do. I was like, I don't know how to do this. I'm like, I really don't know how to do this. You know? Yeah, yeah production that, on X on the Beach is intense. I think yeah. that is the greatest bit of tea that's ever been dropped uh, on our show <laughs> is the truth behind Selsko sleeping with Chris and Uncle. Like, I have a video it's on so my phone funny. from the day that aired, the first time I watched it, and I literally had to rewind it, and I had to tape it. Like, I, I had to record it on my phone, like, Selsko crying and being like, Chris, you actually thought, think I slept with your uncle? And then Chris is like, I don't have the same relationship anymore with my uncle that I used to because of that. And I like I, I'm losing my mind on the video. Oh it's it's my God. I'm gonna go back and watch it after this, well, this episode. I mean, Stop like that the whole thing is like and the thing is like I'm always here to laugh about situations, right? But I'm also here to be realistic and I'm always there, like if someone needs to reach out, like, you know, like and if and if and if Chris listens to this or Chelsea <laughs> listens to this and they and Please they wanna do. and they and they want to tweet at me and be like, you know what, Paula, you don't even know the situation, you fucking asshole. Practice <laughs> what you preach. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down and be like, you know what? It's kind of like, you know, like fucking, like, like love war and challenges. They ask me what I think about Devin. I go, he sucks as a challenger, <laughs> you know. And he comments on it, and he's just like, and he comments on like, well, I mean, if they ask me what's your political game or like how, if you're good at puzzles, I'd be like. He's decent at puzzles and he's got a good political game. But they asked me how were how you are as an athletic challenger, and I'm sorry that I'm honest, but you're just not good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's well, no shade. I don't. Zach will disagree Devin. with you on that one. Yeah. You know I mean? Listen, man. Well, but listen, like, I don't if, hate Devin. I think he's funny. You know what I mean? Catch, I don't have hate towards blowback, anybody. I totally understand. Like, if you catch blowback from, you know, giving that X on the beach tea, like I will totally take the bullet for you on that. I think I covered everything we needed to cover there. Team Pauly and Lexi, I'm still, I'm still burning oh the candle for you guys. Oh my God, Zach, get out of here, dude. <laughs> All right, oh. we have to talk about your soccer career because we have got a lot of questions for that. I mean, first off, who, who do you support as a team? Arsenal. Ars okay, 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 okay. We have like, an Arsenal I, fan I, here. <laughs> I loved, uh, I loved Arsenal. Like watching Thierry Henry and uh, Patrick Vieira, like all, like those, at that time, like Henry was like the smoothest motherfucker on the field and and like he and like i love the fact because he would talk shit and then mm. he'd go into the games and he just boom so it, i mean if you notice a lot of my personality probably comes from following people like terry Henry, conor mcgregor tom brady where it's like <laughs> i love the people that can talk the shit and then go in and back it up but then you know like they're, they're real people and and they can, and they're humble you know what i mean yeah like when mcgregor lost to nate diaz he took it like 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 a champ He's like, I, I didn't prepare the right way. I underestimated him being able to take my punches. And I got my ass beat, period. Tom Brady loses. He's like, we weren't good enough. I wasn't good enough on that day. Boom, Terry Henry, same thing. Like, that's humility to me. Humility comes like, how, how do you act like when you lose? Do you make excuses or do you just take it on the chin? All yeah, it. it's so important as an athlete as well. That's one of the biggest factors in improvement. Like, if you're not able to say, all right, 
rationally say like I fucked up, not like oh it's a fluke, the ref, da da. You know, constantly blaming other people. You Are you talking about up. like when Johnny loses? Is that why? <laughs> is that where you not you nonchalantly shaded him? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all it's all shade these days. Challenge world. <laughs> um, all right, so talk to us about working with Ninja because she's, I mean, she's probably the best female challenge athlete we've ever seen just based on the fact that she comes from a sport that is so grip strength focused. That's been a big emphasis I've had this whole season is the grip strength is such a big difference because a lot of these challenges really require that sort of agility, that speed, and that grip strength to be able to do. What is it like working with her? Yeah, so I mean, mine and Ninja's dynamic, uh, it, it's way different than what I had to do with uh, with Natalie because it's like I knew Natalie um, had, it was was a good competitor and could perform. I just had to pull it out of her, and I just had to get her to have confidence in herself, and I had to get her to understand. So I almost basically coached her the way I coached like, you know, youth soccer players or like athletes, right? With Ninja it was kind of like an unspoken thing. Cause we both like would look at each other. We'd be like, it's game time. Let's get after it. You know what I mean? You do your job. I'm going to do my job. You know, we'd have maybe like 30 seconds prior to um, a, a challenge and we'd be like, all right, let's look at this. What's this going to take? What's our strategy going in? All right, cool. That's it. Boom. But it's the same thing, you know, like dealing with her, it, it was, it was different because like it, when Natalie and I, when we would lose an elimination, I would have to literally build her back up so much just so that by the next time we had an elimination or a challenge, she was ready. Um, with Ninja, um, you know, when we lost, like, you know, she, she messed up on that tire challenge because mm. she just got, I think, I think she really wanted to showcase her skills and didn't realize that, you know, it was on the back of a moving truck. Sure. She hit the tire and bounced off. Um, but I, I knew she was going to be super critical of herself. So like, I didn't have to say a word to her. The yeah. only thing I had to say to her was like, hey, you know what? It really doesn't matter. We got this. The same thing I would say with Natalie on Final Reckoning. I'd be like, look, you know, we're a team, win or lose, whether you perform or I perform, like, we got this. Last thing I'm going to do is turn on you. You were the ideal teammate, I think, for Natalie because a lot of other challengers would have lost their patience a long time ago in terms of just, you know, the the, the losing and that sort of the streak that comes with it. And they, they would have quit on her, but I mean, I'll never forget like one of my, one of my seasons at Rutgers, you know what I mean? We started off the season like one in six and, you know, like team morale was down and like me and the other captains, we sat down with the coaches and we were like, we are not letting this season turn to shit because we have so much potential, you know? And then the next game we went to Maryland, which was like the number one team in the country at the time. And we took them into double overtime, dominated them and still lost. So mm. we were one in seven at that point, but that game was a turning point in that season because then we didn't lose another game after that until we went to the Big East tournament, until we went to the NCAA tournament. So I knew that it's possible to win in the face of adversity no matter how many times you lose. And that was my main point always trying to talk to Natalie about. And that's that's why – that's what I'll always take to a teammate. Um, you know, and but with Ninja, I mean, like, you know, what am I going to say? Like, I was, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Like I wanted to do that that uh, that pendulum challenge because like I was like man this is so much fun and and I get to do this agile shit but then I looked at Ninja and she's like let me play and I was like all right fine <laughs> you know what I mean because like yeah that's it's, what it's she built does for her for I mean yeah that, yeah that that challenge was built for her she's like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> poor girl poor girl was climbing rooftops in the challenge house going antsy because she hasn't been able to climb shit at that point and I'm like you know what 
so you don't accidentally hurt yourself at the challenge house, do this. And, you know, and that was it. You know, like, I, I will say that, um, you know, on, on Final Reckoning, you were like, you were the ideal teammate uh, with, with Natalie. Like the way you, the way you went about that was, I mean, that it's like you said, like that was coaching 101. It's the complete opposite of, you know, one of my all-time favorite challenge memories, which is CT uh, running the final next to Big Easy and Gauntlet 3 saying, I'll kill you. I'll fucking kill you easy. Don't you quit. Don't you fucking well, you, quit easy. You have to, you, you can be that way, right? But the thing is, what I've learned, you know, from being a captain of almost every team I've been on, from being a coach, and uh, is that personalities, you have to be able to manage personalities. That's all being a captain is, or being a good captain or a good leader is. So if I was partnered with somebody where that works, that's their personality type, fuck yeah, I'd be doing that every day. I'd be like, mm -hmm. wow, you sucked on that challenge. Fucking do better. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that if I was that way to Natalie, she would have crumbled. Right. Yeah. So I yeah. had to be a different way with Natalie in order to bring out her full potential. Uh, with Ninja, I, I didn't really have to do much. You know what I mean? Like if mine and Ninja's thing was let's not, let's not over communicate because we don't so, need to. Um, I'm, go I'm not going to with you and Natalie and, and making the finals on final reckoning. Now I I'm not going to discredit that. I know some people I've, I've heard try to, because I mean, you guys played within the format. You Even were though we hated the redemption house, yes. you obviously made yeah. it there. Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah. I do have, I do have, tons of issues with the format of of that season i have a lot of problems with it you guys played the game and you and you i mean that's all you could do you did what was asked of you so i'm not going to discredit right. you for that i do believe that the teams that played that season the best were not rewarded and that's that's why i i have issues with it like i believe that that shane and nelson played such a good game on final reckoning and in the end they were just kind of taken out with a really lame twist mm. and that's why i'm just much happier with this season so far with war of the worlds i feel like the format oh, is simplified it's back to what i love about the challenge it's not yes. twist based and it's and the teams that are superior it's allowing them to shine oh, and that's man. doing it's, good for you guys too I, I love that i mean it's it's night and day and i'm a huge huge advocate um in big brother they call them floaters in the challenge world they call them layups i hate those kind of players i hate those kind of teams i think they should be sent home as early as possible so that it gets right down so that it basically just gets right down to the playoffs you know floaters what i mean grab a life like, vest yeah floaters <laughs> grab a life vest shout out to rachel riley the beast the queen it's just get rid of them like the reason why the playoffs everybody tunes into the playoffs even though most people maybe don't watch basketball or don't watch college basketball you're tuning into march madness you want to see the best of the best go head to head and you want to see who comes out on top that's why i have a problem with people that go on the show for vacations uh to drink to just do nothing other than like be miserable and be annoying it's like look like i i prove that you don't need alcohol in order to have drama surround you in a fucking house you know what i mean like the 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 frustrations of competition are going to bring out aggression in anyone period mm -hmm. uh, end of story like that's just how it is you know final reckoning you know the format it sucked me and natalie we did what we had to do we played the layup card in the redemption house because that was the last thing ct said to us before he went home he was like you got to play the layup card that's the best bet you have if you continue to lose if you get back into the house you know, Paulie, just go in there and kind of pretend to be like, hey, we're cool, everybody. Mm -hmm. We're all right. You know so, what I mean? Um, 
one of one of the the admins over at Challenge fans and and, and one of our big fans uh, who who supports us all the time is is Nelson and Nelson loves you. He was like one of the first dudes that was that was like, yo, Paulie is yep. he's bringing like a spark back to the show. Keep an eye on him. And he asked me specifically uh, when you made that play on Brad and Brittany when you you know said, well, you know she was back <laughs> at the Redemption House fucking her ex. What kind of, did what inspired you to make that move? Did it just come naturally to you or did, like, did you pick that out as something you could leverage to your advantage? So in the challenge house, uh, like, I guess a lot of, a lot of my things come from like, I, growing up, I always studied um, behavior. Uh, my uncle was a state trooper. Um, so I always had a fascination to studying criminal behavior uh, I, I went to school. My minor was in uh, like psychology and criminology, right? My major being an exercise scientist. And I always loved, loved reading about understanding people and, ob and observation. I mean, I think observation comes hand in hand with being a Scorpio. So, uh, and just from like all the different martial arts backgrounds, like they always teach you, what are you observing about your environment, right? So in the challenge house, like I look for anything and like, if you're not mentally strong in the challenge house, the, the, the tiniest bit of information can drive you insane, right? Mm -hmm. So I literally walked into the redemption house and Jose and Devon filled me in on everything that was going on. They told me about everything that was going on with Chuck and Brittany. Um, I felt betrayed by Brad only because him and I had a great rapport, right? It really wasn't to come at Brad because I liked Brad. It was more of a way to implode his team uh, with Kyle at that point in time um, and to, you know, kind of have everybody talking and focusing and staying there. Because, like, the one thing that I credit to Conor McGregor is he gets his opponents so riled up before the fight that by the time the fight comes, they are so mentally exhausted that, like, they fucking lose. You know what I mean? Until you run into somebody like Khabib, who is so mentally strong, doesn't fucking matter. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And he, he was better. So that's something I observed then and there. Um, I wasn't going to drop it the way that I did, um, but it was more in the sense of I was taking jabs at the people who hurt me most, right? I could have easily sat there and been like, I'm picking my big brother fan because, you know, that's the only alliance I have in here, mm. right? But it was more of a mind fuck to say, I'm sending your girls home to Jenna and Brittany for Zach and for Brad. And guess what? It worked. Every single guy in that house was talking about me every single day. Trashing I, me. I love every that move. Day. We yeah, spoke about that when we were doing our recaps. We really, we like that because it was yeah. such a, because when, when you're watching the challenge, I mean, one of the most entertaining things ever is, oh, did she turn on a ring light? Because it looks fantastic. She did. <laughs> <laughs> <Ring> <laughs> I could tell right away. This is what happens when you deal with lighting all day. Um, so, you know, in terms of the challenge, like arrogance, cockiness, that shit is so entertaining. And when someone makes a big move, you know, they just want to sort of like get under someone's skin, mental play. That's fun to watch. So when people get so worked up about this stuff, it's like, do you want that to stop? Like, do you want it to all yeah, be rainbows? Like, like what are we trying to watch here? Do you want it to, to go here? back to the reason why the challenge ratings were falling? You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, sorry, not to be a dick, but like, you know, they, they even show little clip. They've shown little clips of it so far this season. Cause I mean, you know, uh, I, I, they haven't shown it as much up until this point of the challenge that we have seen. I have made 
Kyle's life miserable, not just from trying to throw him in, but the Love mental the shit, the mental shit I was doing to him on a daily basis was so fucked up. You know what I mean? But like, that's part of the game. And you know what? I know that people are going to try and do it to me before the first challenge even happened. All the guys were trying to do it to me. Leroy, Zach, mm. Johnny, Kyle, we're all making the sex noises that Kyle and Carl would make on vendettas to try and get in my head. And I sat there and I laughed and I was like, Oh, you got, Oh, I see you guys. All right. I win the first challenge. I'm like, all right, what's up now? Motherfuckers. Are we still joking about that? Yeah. I can't target <laughs> someone cool? that's winning. I, you know, I'd be like, I'd be like, Hey guys, you want to come listen real quick to, to see what it really sounds like? You know what I mean? Like what, <laughs> you know? And then, and then every time I, you know, like you saw it a little bit when Zach went home, I turned to Kyle and I'm like, say goodbye to your boyfriend. You know what I mean? So it's like they showed it a little bit, but I literally followed him for a day straight um, because when I first got eliminated, that's all he would say to Car. He followed her around being like, say goodbye to your boyfriend, say goodbye to your boyfriend. So when Zach got eliminated, I literally followed him around that whole night being like, hey, did you did Zach leave you a letter? Like, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, did you mm. did you get to say goodbye to your boyfriend? Um, did he kiss you? Like, what what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, I really was fucking get into his head. To the point where production had to stop me because they're like, hey, um, you know, if he hits you uh, because of what you're doing, uh, we're going to have to send you both home. And I'm like, what? I was like, Johnny did this for fucking years. Oh, that's <laughs> you know a, that's a I mean? play for Kyle, though. But I think yeah. I think a lot of that stems like a lot of people aren't going home now. The Brits and stuff, because the Brits are actually really high value reality stars coming from their world. So they probably have like a good PR legal team behind them. That's like has negotiated some bomb ass contracts with production where they're, you know, well paid. They're well protected. Like, why didn't Kyle go home? for the headbutts like that's so crazy to me that that wouldn't have been a thing yeah or or you know a lot of the things that he did on final reckoning to Kara. Mm. you know what i mean like that's something that nobody talks about nobody glosses over and that's i think that's my biggest problem with when challenge castmates uh try and come at me so much but they don't come at all these other people that have done far worse you know what i mean and like Do you think it's because they're quiet th Do you, that's my theory no, is that it's because they're they don't really talk about it as much no, I don't, I don't think that's it. I think they don't come at them because you have to realize, and this is the mentality that I have learned pretty quickly uh, with this learning curve, is they're only going to come at and attack the people that they're going to get the most engagement from that is worth attacking, right? Why are people going to want to attack me? Maybe they want to be my rival's partner. Maybe they want to be a partner of mine, period, right? Or maybe because they know that every time they put my name in a tweet, they're going to get engagement, whether it's positive or negative. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And for the most part, people pile on. And yeah. that's it. You the just want to be relevant. The block party article. So Car actually spoke about this on her um, Challenge Mania interview. We were the ones that put out that blo the blog post that was like, Car and Mia threw a block party and we were invited. Because, uh, that was your blog post? Yeah, that was, <laughs> our, that was our page. And I put ads throughout that whole thing. It was, you know, that monetized really well. We got great circulation from it. Like, Thank you. I Thank couldn't you really for being give, honest. Honestly, like, I couldn't give a shit about the fact that, like, there was this big, like, the drama to it's... me is irrelevant. I do this because this is, like, a model business that I want to emulate into something more meaningful later on. And practicing all these skills is really valuable. So putting out that headline, that was hilarious. That got us so much circulation. It got tons of coverage. We shouted out a bunch of Twitter stands who, you know, were like, oh, we're included. Like, this is awesome. And that's how you get engagement and stuff. And so I, you know, happily will agree with that for sure. That is where you it's, get circulation. It's clickbait. 
it's yeah. clickbait, right? You know what oh, I mean? For and sure. But nobody nobody understands it. And and I just I just find it it's the funniest argument that these that people they come at me for and they're like, Paula, you're just trying to stay relevant. I'm like, what, by still being on the show that you're watching? I just I'm so curious as to where you're getting that I'm trying to stay relevant, but everybody that's attacking me, they're relevant. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like everybody that attacks me, they're already relevant. But when I respond to them, it's because I'm trying to stay relevant. I it's hate like, the uh, relevancy uh, thing. I, I can't I can't stand, honestly, like, listen, I uh, reality stars, there's just no shot that you can tell me that you guys are allowed to call other people attempting to stay relevant. Your entire world, the oh entire industry is about relevancy because it's all people going on a show who are, quote unquote, talentless, whatever it is you want to say. You know, the, the entire reason that you're constantly being called back and in the media and whatever and making money off of ads from followers etc is because you are staying relevant that's the entire purpose that's the whole business it's the whole fucking business so if you want to make money off of it that's exactly what you have to do and so you can't possibly say like oh you're trying to stay relevant you are it's like are you kidding me like what was that five thousand dollar that you just made off that instagram ad for the fucking booty detox shit that you just got that was all because you were a little (laughs) bit relevant it's like you can't throw that it's just a stupid stupid insult it's a stupid one it's stupid it's it's just uh in my opinion, when it comes to the castmates, I feel like it's just projection. Uh, me personally, mm-hmm. like I said, coming from Big Brother, I don't understand this world of uh, creating a storyline, of having preconceived uh, jokes written for your interviews, of of going into a show with being like, oh, I got to hook up with this person. I got to start a fight with this person. Everything you see on the challenge, like when I'm reacting a certain way, it's not scripted. I can't say the same for a lot of my other castmates. You know, I can't say for the same thing for a lot of my other castmates when it comes to hooking up with people. People fail to realize that, like, on Vendetta's, like, Kyle had a full-on girlfriend at home and he came into the season hooking up with Carr the whole time to get to the end and, like, would have conversations with Carr being like, I had this conversation with Johnny basically being like, we need to keep Johnny and you here as long as possible so that people tune into the show. And it's good that I'm aligned with you guys because that's going to make people like me and all this stuff. So I'm like, these conversations are happening with other castmates. And I, and, and I can go into a list of all of them doing it, right? This me is Bear. Bear, fucking, Bear, Bear had a girlfriend going into this house. I said that on our episode zero when I was supporting your guys' relationship. I'm like, listen, you guys all hate Polly because he's a quote-unquote cheater, whatever. But then look at Bear. Everybody's obsessed with him in our comment section. But he literally admitted he's walking into the house with a girl living at his apartment. And we're all supportive not of just, him in Georgia. Like, how could not we? Not just him. You know, Theo, <laughs> Ashley Kane. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like it's there's a whole list of them. Do- I mean, Morgan had a boyfriend coming into the season. Hello? Shut up. You know well, what she, I mean? she was it's dating like, Jay still coming into the season. Yes. Or at least wow. that's what she said. But like, you know, the, the point is, it's like, why, why are Cara and I held to a higher standard when it comes to critique? And I get it. Just it's like, keep, you know, keep, keep the same energy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm sitting here. I, you didn't see me like all of a sudden that they show the little clip where it's all the Brits upstairs saying they want to target me. Right. And now I know what has played out in the season. And now Cam, who's one of my favorites and one of my good friends, I love Cam, right. She's sitting up there. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to hold that against her. I'm not going to trash Cam, Georgia, bear, Theo online, like in real life. You know what I mean? Like Mm. I was like, you know what? It's part of the game. They wanted me out. That's it. Well played to you guys, whether you're successful or not, we'll find out tonight. We'll see, you know, but my, <laughs> my thing is, it's like most of these people, they take offense to such little things and they see some on Everything. TV and I'm like, I'm like, why? I'm like, 
people get offended because I target them and I want to get them out. That's part of the game. If you're targeting me and you want to get me out, that's part of the game. I don't care if my friends are involved in it. If people who I thought, you know, were, I was cool with beforehand were involved in it. I don't even care if, you know, on the show, in the show, I was like, damn, they played me. They had me thinking that they were in my corner. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. That just lets me know. It's like, all right, well, Hey, guess what? If we're on another season together, now I know not to trust you because you showed your cards. Yeah. You got to you know watch I mean? out. Exactly. Exactly. That's what, that's the Wes's thing- benefit actually. Cause he doesn't show his cards as much, you know, Wes in past seasons, he's always stuck to his word. And so he has the ability to come in later and people aren't like, Oh, look out for this guy everywhere around, which is, I mean, I guess Johnny's problem really now. For me, uh, yeah. what it comes down to is now, like, like people want to assign labels to it, but they want to say hater or whatever. So here, here's how I look at it. For, first and foremost, obviously, Kara gets a lot of screen time. You get a lot of screen time. Paulie, Johnny gets a lot of screen time. So, so, so those people are going to be, uh, there's going to be more talk about them. Now, for me, my issue that I see, what, what I hold uh, to Kara to and what I want to see out of her is that I feel like, and, and I'm looking at you, Polly, as someone who can maybe help. Like you've, like I already said, I, I, I think your presence has helped uh, maybe drive away this Cara Johnny thing, which I don't think was working for the show <laughs> as a whole. Zach hates that but, dynamic duo. <laughs> but for, for me, um, I've also seen her gameplay. And, and I think the, the closer she got to Johnny and the closer she got to Camilla, I think her gameplay evolved that way in she wanted she, she wanted to play more of that game where she was skating by, where she wasn't getting called into elimination, where she might get get by more on her reputation. I would like to see Kara take on the way that you're playing for herself. I would like to see that lone wolf mentality. I would like to see her not scared to jump into the ring again and actually take people out. Um, and I, I do think that would actually go a long way towards um, people stopping like like all, all the negativity she's getting i think that would stop some of it because I, I think some people look at her and, and i have to admit that i'm one of them as if she's playing like in a very entitled manner so i i think she just needs to get get dirty again you know she needs to play like c she needs to play like ct used to play she needs to play like you're playing like west used to play ct needs to play like ct used to play sorry yeah so the <laughs> so the thing the thing with that is and that's a multifaceted question uh or i guess statement uh, right there is so first and foremost she like i said she her and johnny have only really worked together since vendettas mm-hmm. right now cara and and wes and ct have all had conversations with me being like i get we get it dude like you want to jump in you want to earn your stripes but the smartest way to get to a final is to avoid eliminations and then you can outperform everybody in a final if you get there and my my biggest thing that i try and fight with that is i'm like yeah but i'm still i'm still new so like i still want to i still want to do that right and and i can understand it from their perspective and i can understand it from a viewer perspective and my perspective and trust me i'm the first person to call out um because floaters you don't you well floaters but like you see it from the perspective where I walk into a season and all these people are very decorated from all their past seasons. But my mindset is the type of person where it's like, do you still have it? Because that's an athlete mentality, because whether you're a, a, a vet athlete or whether you're a rookie athlete, rookies come in to whatever sport they're in hungry as hell. Mm-hmm. And the vets, they're fighting to keep food on their table in when it comes to the sports world. Right. It's so college if basketball rookie, versus the NBA. Yeah, as I'm saying, if you're a rookie, and if you're a vet and a rookie all of a sudden gets drafted for your position, you better 
be able to outperform them. Otherwise, guess what? You're on the bench. They're mm -hmm. the starter and you are wondering where your next paycheck is going to come from. Right. So that's my mentality with coming into it. But here's the thing you can't. So like I'm in there now. Right. So I have that mentality. I feel like there's a lot of new people on this season that have that mentality, which is an amazing thing. It's beautiful. Hopefully it gets the OG male competitors to start to be like, damn, I need to really work in the off season. And otherwise I'm fucked. Right. Mm -hmm. When you look yeah. at the female side, there's a lot of really good female competitors this season. Right. And there's a lot of beasts that have been in past seasons. Right. When you look at like Laurel, uh, physically, if you want to look at Nicole Zanata, right. Cause she's not good at puzzles. Uh, you want to look at people like <laughs> Emily Schrome, right. Um, <laughs> cook. So, you know what I mean? What, what women on the show have come in and said, you know what? I'll be willing to be the one to take Car out in an elimination. They don't. Right? And it's so annoying. Yeah. So that's There's no competition. So like, yep. You can sit there and you could say Car has taken taken upon herself like this entitled role to make it to the final. But my thing is, all right. So you got someone like Wes in there, right? I can't give away where Wes and I end up at the end of the season. But like, if I had a problem with Wes, I'd be like, hey, I don't give a fuck about your elimination record, dude. I want to see if mm -hmm. that could be something I could put on my resume. I took down the elimination king. I want to see what you're really made of in the elimination ring to get that name, right? Derek K. I want to see what you're made of in the elimination ring to get the little Pitbull name. You know what I mean? I want to see that. Okay. That's my mentality. Has 100%. there been a female that has come onto the show that has had that same mentality? Like, you know, yeah, there's been a lot that have come on and been like, fuck you, Cara. Let's get Cara out. Let's do this and let's do that. Who wants, who's going to do it themselves, right? Because my whole thing is like, you have to win in order to throw somebody in an elimination or you have to be willing to do it yourself you know Paulie, so it's tough because like, this trust is me, man, yeah I, yeah we got I this i see 100% eye to eye with you on that and that's one of my biggest issues with with yeah. the show the last couple seasons and it's not even an issue with Kara. it's with just the lack of female competition and it's allowing her to skate by and not get in there and fight for it because she built that reputation for herself on free agents and i think that's the peak of Kara that everyone looks at like wow, this is the most lovable, like mm. underdog, scrappy person. Everybody talks about her beating Naya to this day. That's like a major elimination. Oh, that for, elimination that's like a career defining thing for her. And yeah, at some point around the time when she won Bloodlines and came back and she was more lined up with Camilla and lined up with Vets and the female competition dropped out, that's what we stopped seeing. She hasn't been able, she, ha she either hasn't been able or she's been able to keep herself out of getting in there and fighting for it. Yeah. And it's just getting a little stale. I'd like to see you instill some of that lone wolf, some of that lion mentality back into her. Well, we I think that we would feel be that, We feel that I, way about most like, of the vets, to be honest, though. But, but I also feel like she's getting a lot of critique because she has shown that now she's starting to have that mentality. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. if you see a lot of the things that people say online because she has taken this new position of not taking shit from people um, and, like, now putting a target on her back, uh, now people are like, oh, I used to like the old Kara. I don't like this new one. I don't like this you know, this attitude, you used to be somebody I can root for. And I'm like, I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, I'm like, so wait, I was like, all these guys, all these guys used to walk all over her, right? Like they bought, they, they body shame her for looking like a man, right? They make fun of her appearance, right? They try and poke at her. They try and do all these things. And now she's finally being like, no, fuck you. I'm not your, I'm not your floor mat anymore. You know? And people are like, what? Mm -hmm. What? Who, who do you think you are? Uh, and like, I'm with you, Zach. I would love, 
you know, it like I would think it was hot as fuck to see her go down elimination, <laughs> do some fucking damage, and be like, "That's mm. right, baby, get the fuck back up here right now." You know, <laughs> yeah. you did that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, hey, hey baby, I got you. I got you. You ain't gotta chat. <laughs> like, chill, chill out. No, they're not. Say- you don't even hear what they're saying. They're not even. Oh, this is they're great. not talking shit. Come on, Cara. That no, no. Listen, uh, I, they're not. Hold on, hold on, like... hold on. That's something that happens with Cara a lot, though. Is that I feel like there's so much misunderstanding because we're just we we like observe, we criticize. This is what we do. You know, we analyze, we we dive into alternate strategies and things that people could do and things like that. And so I feel like a lot of that gets sort of taken and and run with by a lot of the cast members. And you know, like Zach blocked us on Instagram for posting a graphic. Brad also did because we were like supporting Tori Fiorenza at one point. Like, it's just really weird, like, th- that things get blown up into such large proportion when we just want to talk about it as a viewer, you know? Do you want to know what it is? It's it's not you It's not you guys. It is how the, the other whole. castmates... No, it's how the other castmates perpetuate everything. Are you oh, burning I know that something? Feeling. I know that feeling. Um, so it's like, you know, and now, mind you, I've, I've spoken to Brad, and, and Tori has been... Here's my thing. Most of the people who are very vocal about me have never met me, mm-hmm. right? And like Marie is probably one of the only ones who played a fraction of a game with me, but you know, most of her jokes come from the stuff that Big Brother people said about me. Like Davon was the first one to be like, "Paula, you got to be at least 6 foot tall to talk to me." And I'm like, "Not many people are 6 foot tall, Davon." I was like, <laughs> and I was like, "You happen to be a very tall woman standing at 5'9 and now you got 3-inch heels on being 6 foot." You know what I mean? Mm. and then like and and like that so it's like i feel as though like nobody knows what goes on in people's personal life right i've been able to speak to brad and i know that him and you know him and tori are going through some shit i like he hasn't gotten into detail about it with me and i'm not one to speak about it but you have to understand and people have to understand that there's real life shit going on you know what i mean so it's like you guys may look at it like oh we were just supporting this but like you know, Brad sitting there being like, you guys have no idea what's going on. And Tori, if you supported Brad, Tori might be like, what the fuck? Because you have no idea what's going on. And that's that's the point that I try to make is that, you know, when I walk into a restaurant, if the waiter or waitress are shitty to me, I don't be a dickhead back to them because I look at it mm. where I'm like, they might be having a bad day. If I come back here 10 days from now, they may be in a different mood. They may not even remember that they were mean to me. and And that's it. Nobody knows what people are going through in their real 100%, lives. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's my, and that's, and that's. But that's why, that's why we like, don't take anything personally. Like we get it, you know. Yeah. I, I heard her points on on Challenge Mania. It's like you get to a point where you know we were tagged the first time that we really experienced the Twitter hate and stuff was when we were tagged in Mikey P stuff. And all of a sudden, like I would log on every five minutes and there'd be like fucking a hundred notifications. I couldn't keep up with threads. I was so confused. I was like, what the hell is going on? So I actually get the fact that a lot of that can be overwhelming. I'm sure after ten years of dealing with it on her end it's like you know like what the fuck am I supposed to do like just clear out and you know you don't have time to necessarily go to every single person's profile to research every single thing that they're saying and make sure they actually are a full-on hater or just you know whatever it is and you know I I feel that I hear that perspective obviously as a fan even though I don't take it personally it makes me upset that I can't follow the cast that I actually enjoy watching just because I had a moment where I didn't necessarily like something that they did on the screen in that way but I I get it I really do and it happens. And, and like, I, I love the critique, right? The critique is cool. Like if I, I, I've said it multiple times, if I didn't have haters, when I'm working out, it's boring, but like, it drives me, it motivates me. It fuels me to kind of be like, man, these people are saying this, these cast members are saying this, let me train harder. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. let me, let me prove them wrong again. Cause eventually 
it's it's uh, I think I said this on uh, Love Word. No, I, I think I, I tweeted this or something. I said, eventually, the only thing that can outlast people's negative opinions about you is consistency and winning. You know what yes, I mean? So like if people con- if people constantly tell me I'm not good or Natalie carried me on Final Reckoning or Ninja's carrying me now. <laughs> Who said you know, Natalie like, carried you on Final Reckoning? That's oh, hilarious. People come at me all the time, you know? Like, they're, they're like, oh, you wouldn't be Colin Brown. I'm like, it's you do realize weird. I had to spin Brad's 220-pound ass in a fucking cage. <laughs> I only weigh 170 pounds. Like, that ain't no easy feat. Oh, um, when you fell off and got back up, that was a big moment for us. We loved that. That was well, great. I Well, I actually, like, I landed my, my spine is still out of whack from that because I, and this is why um, when we do eliminations now, when we do certain types of challenges, we, we don't wear microphone packs because the microphone pack was right in the center of my back. And when I flipped off, I landed on my back and in Krav Maga, they teach you how to break fall. Right. So you're supposed to try and fall as, fall as uh, I know I, well, you're Jewish, you know, (laughs) it comes with the territory. We literally had classes for Krav Maga in middle school. Like that was our thing. That's what I'm saying. That's it. (laughs) But so like I, I did a break fall and I landed flat, but the, but the microphone pack went into my spine, you know? Oh. And then I just like, my spine is still fucked up from it, which is another thing people don't know. Like, so as I'm training, I'm, I feel like an old man as I train for this shit, but I fight through it. You know, it's crazy. Um, so that's, that's the only thing I'll say. And, and just to finish off your point, Zach on, on that is, you know, I've had conversations with Cara because it's not her fault that people don't want to call her out or vote her in or are afraid to make her an enemy at that point. The only thing I say to her is I say, look, don't go around and try and flaunt what your reputation used to be because someone like me, if they ever come along, they're going to sense that as a sign of weakness and a sign of that you maybe aren't as confident as you once were in yourself mm-hmm. in those eliminations. No, no, I've, Cara, <laughs> I'm not saying you flaunt it. I'm just oh, saying that is, is the only thing epic. I've had a conversation and Wes, <laughs> Wes, I said the same thing to him because they didn't show this. He gave a whole full speech after he won his elimination, this whole thing. And I said, Wes, I was like, straight up, dude, like that makes me want to go against you more. The mm. fact that you said that, I was like, because that mm-hmm. makes me feel as though you're not that confident in yourself in eliminations. But he won. He backs himself up. He's won challenges. He backs up what he talks. You know what I mean? So the thing is, I'm, I'm all about never giving people a sign of weakness, right? Yeah. And that's and that's why no no it's not being confident, Paige. We oh I want I want to talk I want to talk to her so bad. You because I feel give like her you a think, Cara, you, Cara, you think that they're talking smack about you. They're not, and I'm explaining it on your side, and you don't need to come at them. You don't even hear what they're saying. They're not talking. This shit. is so. Um, this is such a good representation of what it's like dealing with stands on Twitter because it's like we'll be saying something, you know, meaningful. We'll try and talk about something, and then it's just like. And I'm ah, just trying ah, to sit ah, here and ah, be ah, like, Car, ah, you're ah, feeding ah, into exactly what people's criticisms are of you right now by shouting from across the room at things you don't know. Stop feeding into the criticisms. And, and that's that's what it comes down to. There is like people can speak uh, negatively or critically without being a hater. It's just like they can speak positively without being a stand. You have to find that. Uh, yes. Yes. Well, yeah. My thing is, it's like, I know Cara can still compete. She knows she can still compete. Right. It's, it's a matter of, it's a matter of before an elimination, don't sit there and be like, Hey, you know, like if you want to throw me in cool, but look at my elimination record, it's going to, it's going to yeah. come back to haunt you. Right. Records don't mean nothing. Tom Brady, if if every season he came in and was like, I've got five rings, 
most people are going to look at him and be like, all right, motherfucker, I ain't going to let you just get that sixth. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> he fucking won that sixth one at 40 years old because he comes in every season like, I have zero wins, I have zero rings, I have zero everything, right? And that's my mentality towards things. I'm not going to come into next season if I'm blessed enough to be on it to be like, oh, look at how much I – it have dominated up until this point of um war of the worlds i made it to a final my rookie season you know not car i'm not saying you're saying this is this is this this is me talking about me how are you doing this you are giving the haters the fuel that they need this is you're giving the haters the fuel that they need this is honestly hilarious. Not, we're not even talking about you right now we're talking about west talking about tom brady they're not talking I, about you this I podcast have... is about me right now <laughs> I have in my head, and and it, like I said, Car ever wanted to talk about it, I would give her golden and sage advice. I have in my head the next evolution for Cara old. on the show. The way that Cara will reinvent herself, the way that she will be the killer, killer Cara. Uh, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna reveal it right now. I'm gonna hold that that one in in my pocket. But I know how Cara can make the biggest comeback. Oh, genius sack. Let's hear it. No, no, no. I'm not going to reveal it right now. I have thought about it. But just just overall, you know, the one thing she does need to watch out for is, you know, when you lose that fire, when you you get by on a reputation, she doesn't want to become Johnny. Because you see what's happening now. People lost the fear of Johnny. Johnny's getting called into elimination all the time, and he's losing all the time. What's the bat syndrome? Look what happened with with CT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I absolutely. Mean? And like absolutely. nobody thought that that would happen, and you know that's the thing is, um, my biggest critique of the show as I've watched it over years is is the mafia boss mentality where it's kind of like you know we're just gonna sit back, and all you guys are gonna tear each other apart, mm. and then the best people don't make it to the finals. So, you know, for instance, no shade or anything, but you know you got Vendetta's final, you got Zach, you got Tony. You got Leroy, right? Can people argue that those are the best males to run in a final? Absolutely not. I would actually think that when it comes to running, Zach is probably the only one that can run. But when it comes to the rest of them in that final, terrible, right? But they played mafia boss, right? And they did it and they and they concealed their numbers and made it to the end. People that probably would have beat them in a final and smoked them like Joss, right, that season, Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Kyle was also in that final. Sorry. He, yeah. he's, he skated his way to that final. Uh, great social <laughs> game. Great social game. But, you know, like there, there were other people on that season where if they were in that final, they would have smoked them. Yeah. Absolutely 100%. smoked them. Like the, the, the male competition that is in this season right now up until this point would have smoked anybody, any male competitor in that final in Vendettas. Period. End of story. They get smoked. It's like, one of the best classes down. of male challengers that we've ever had, in my opinion. I, I couldn't agree with you anymore. And, like, the fact that TJ and other people have said that this is the hardest season of the challenge they've mm. ever witnessed is something that I hold dear to my heart that I'm I'm glad that I was a part of this season. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, as a so super fan, it's a pretty sick season to be a part of. Yeah, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get at is it's like, you know – I got sick and tired of seeing the weakest competitors make it to a final and then have people praise them for being the best when I don't think that they're the best. Who? Give you me know? examples. Maybe, Who would you I, say- maybe, I, maybe at one point they were considered the best, right? But mm-hmm. I, don't think, I don't think that they are. You know drop what I mean? some names. I think that's drop some seen. names on that. Like in terms of challengers that you really were frustrated that they made a final so frequently or that they even made a final just once. 
you know, I mean, it, it's just it's just the people that continuously always make it to the end. It's it's the vets, right? Like, obviously, I'm fans of uh, some of these people, right? So it's like I love seeing them make it to the end, and mm. it takes a certain kind of skill to to skate there. But you know, like I even having conversations with CT, like before he went home this season, I'm like, CT, come on, man, like you know, I I don't really have anybody. Like, bring back the old CT. Like, come out. And tell everybody like, yo, this motherfucker's here to play and I got his back. Let's fucking go after everybody. Me and you, let's fucking do it. You know what mm. I mean? But it's like, I wanted that, you know? And it just, it didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like I even, like I want them to come into the seasons being like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm here to play. If I make it to the end, I make it to the end. If not, I don't, but I'm here to compete. I'm not throwing challenges because I want to rest on my reputation and not come off as a threat. So that I make it to the end and then make it to a final. Definitely. Um, it's like well, I said, I mean, in, in, it's, it's a mafia mentality on, you know, the, the male and the, and the female side where it's like, let's just sit back and let's do this. And I, you know, I said to Cara, I was like, eventually people are going to look at you and they're going to be like, if this girl makes it to a final, she's got a good chance of fucking winning. Mm. Uh, whether it's against men or women or like as an, or as an individual or not. I was like, so why are people going to just let you get there? You know, and that was my thing that I said because it's like you got to be careful. Um, but I but I understand your perspective also in terms of what you were saying before about how it's, you know, why would you want to throw yourself into an elimination unnecessarily when you're actually just there to really win the money? Like, that's your end goal. That's the, that's the name of the game. You know, did Derek volunteer to go on the block? No. He got all of the pawns to volunteer to go on the block. Why would he put himself in that position? Crazy. Ever. That would be just so stupid. So if you can right. save yourself... Exactly. For sure. But, you know, in the challenge, you are also right in the fact that people get complacent and they see that complacency right. and then they take advantage of it. So it's kind of a, you know, it's a catch 22. It's a double edged sword there where you still have to maintain the rep of I'm scary. I'm here. I can fight. But also don't send me in because you don't want to kind of a thing. I agree. I, I, I don't think that your mentality should be trying to avoid it at all costs because eventually it comes to a point where it is what it is and you either got to go in or not. Mm. Right. But the difference between the male side and the female side is guys will go at each other, period, right? Yeah, way more. There has not been one female, even though this season there's a lot of strong females that have come in, right? None of them up until this point have wanted any piece of car. Yeah, period. all the strong ones just want to al align with her. Like you have Ninja and things like that. They don't necessarily want to go after her. Yeah, well, I mean, Ninja's a different story. She's not going to go after a girlfriend. <laughs> right, but you partner. know what I mean? If she was, you know? let's say she was paired with somebody else, like I still think that that would have been, you know, an alliance yeah. in, the, in the making kind of a thing. But you also have to look at it this way. Kara was tied to Theo, who was tied to a good UK mm. alliance, right? Other people were looking at Theo and Kara um, who weren't in the UK alliance being like, they're, they're a pretty good team. We should probably mm. get them out, right? But, you know, maybe maybe those people were aligned with me. Right. So it's like now you see cars protected on a lot of sides. Who's going to want to piss me off? Who's going to want to piss off the UK people? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's my thing. And then and then realistically, it's like, what if car comes back now? All of a sudden you got the radar on you of her, of me, of the UK alliance, of anybody else she's working with. That's that's the thing. I mean, you saw it last tribunal. Georgia wanted me in. Right. Hunter sitting mm -hmm. there being like, no. He's going to come back and then we're fucked, you know, we're fucked. Yeah. And then and you like piss Hunter, off like 10 people as well, just by like, doing that. Yeah. Well, like, it's like Georgia wanted that, but Hunter's like, are you stupid? We're, I'm working with him. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. what, why the fuck would you vote him in? Mm. You know what I mean? Like that, and and put a target on our backs now, because then Paulie is strictly game related. Like, I went to a final with him, and watched that he is all about the game. He can take emotion out of it, yeah. and like he'll respect me, me and him working together. But the second you pull the trigger, all bets are off. I do hope you Bear know? goes after you though, just in terms of like as a viewer. I think that'd be fucking fantastic. Like <laughs> it would be, it would be fantastic. I will never. It you will see me come on every single season, if I'm ever blessed to do as many seasons as some of the vets. I will never come in the season and expect to not be targeted. I would find that to be boring. It would be and, exactly. It would and be boring. I will, and I will never, ever, ever stop talking shit, ever. Ever. I don't care. Like I will like when I lose, I will take I will take the loss on the chin and I will be humble. But humility comes outside of the game. Mm-hmm. I need people will say he's cocky, he has an ego. You need that in order to survive in that game. People try and break you down, people try and crush you. Social media, they try and crush you. You need an ego when it comes to social media. You want to know where I don't have an ego? When this camera's off, when I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> when I'm yeah. not on Instagram, right? When I'm not on TV, mm. ego gone, right? That's where it's like, who am I? Who is Pauly outside of it, right? But that, I talk about it, it's like a creative shield and like, you know, guilty, I love Beyonce and I love Lady Gaga and they have always talked about when they go on stage, they have their stage personality and then off yeah. the stage, they have who they are. Well, it's your personality that you're portraying to the world. It's a really important thing that people have to remember is that if you're just going to watch somebody, you know, chilling on the couch doing nothing, like as if they would at home, that's boring as fuck TV. You want to see someone in that moment. You want to see someone, you know, competitive and and having the drive and having that spirit that's still going to give us, you know, a taste of something. Like we actually got cast member messages about the beef that was going on on Twitter and like that we were having you on on the show. And I didn't even follow a lot of the beef that was going on on Twitter until recently because I was in the hospital for a few days for my arm and I just wasn't able to keep up with everything that was going on and so for me looking back at everything it's like I, I, I even messaged one of them. I'm like, listen, everybody we interview gets a clean slate. We, you know, we want everybody to come on here. They get a fair shot. We're trying to get to know people. And Twitter, so much of Twitter is based on, you know, engaging the viewers and having fun interactions and having funny interactions. And I'm not going to judge yeah. someone based off of 140 characters, you know, whether or not they're shady or not. Like, I could have a whole speech that's sarcastic as fuck. Somebody takes that, puts that online, and it's like, look, Shawnee's the meanest person ever. And, and the whole thing was a joke, you know? and then that's yeah, what i've been judged I on it. well it's like think about it when you read something how you read it changes how it is period like oh, take the yeah. sentence like like let's eat grandpa right so hey let's eat grandpa you know what i mean that means hey let's go get something to eat it's like hey let's eat grandpa that now <laughs> infers that you want to eat your grandfather you know what i mean so it's all yeah. about how you read something and interpret it you know what i mean and mm-hmm. like and the thing is it's like and this is what i want everybody to know it's like i don't I don't not have love for someone like Marie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I love Marie, but why should I get criticized because I don't want someone like that in my life? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. Like she can go and have a happy life and I'm going to be like, look, have all the success in your life as you want. You know what I mean? Like, I do think that Marie is funny. You know what I mean? I just, mm-hmm. it's like I said, she's a flip flopper. She has no problem with like cutting someone at their core who has just tried to help them out. You know what I mean? And instead of people hearing it for that, I mean, I can list a number of things, right? Natalie 
submitted her interview to Madison Square Garden. Instead of saying thank you to Natalie, she trashes Natalie online, all final reckoning. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I put her in touch with the contact at Betches, you know, who's one of my close personal friends. No thank you for that. Instead, I love boom, Betches. just trash me on everything. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't, I don't want that kind of person in my life. Do I think that she can be funny? 100%, right? But I do think she's very shrewd and she's very smart and she knows how to control the mob. That is Twitter. And it's right? a personal and she decision knows how to, for yourself. You know, you can make that choice decision. for you. Nobody yeah, else, like, like we love Marie. I Me wish, and Zach love yeah, Marie. I, I, yeah. But we also and love I wish you. Marie all the be- I'm, yeah. I wish Marie all the best in life, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't sit there, you know, Marie, if you're listening, and attack me, right? Because I know you're going to listen to this when literally for all of January and February, and even before that, you're sitting there calling me a sociopath, saying that I have little man syndrome, saying I'm a psychopath, saying all these things that have to do with mental illness, basically making fun of me for it and making a joke out of mental illness. And the only thing I said on the Love War Challenges podcast is that she reached out to me in order to get help, right? Which is something that I advocate, right? Mm. I get help. I'm probably one of the only challenge members that talks to a therapist because I find it healthy, right? Therapy is the best thing ever. Yeah, Susie and Sarah recommend that a lot too. It allows me to go into the next season completely at peace, right? Nothing built up so that when someone tries to provoke me to punch them in the face, I don't punch them in the face and lose my chance of winning money. You yeah, know what Paulie, I mean? um, so, I can say for sure that you are striking a nerve finally with the Saniacs. There is so much Marie love in our comments right now. And I mean, I, I could say firstly, yeah. like Marie was Marie was the first cast member to fuck with us. So I certainly have a lot of love for Marie. I like both of you guys. I'm, I'm not taking sides on this one. I know I said I wasn't going to sit on the fence, but I understand that like, I don't want people to take sides. These are personal issues between the two of you. Other people, I feel like other people. You know, and I think Marie's one of them. She wants everybody to take her side where I'm more realistic, where I understand there's always going to be both sides. I'm not going to convince Marie fans to like me. Never. You know, that's not it. If me and Marie are cool, like me and Marie used to joke and just be like, we have a love hate relationship. You know what I mean? Like at one point we love each other. At one point we hate each other. The thing is, it just got to a point where I'm like, man, I just don't like to deal with the ups and downs when it comes to this relationship. And I go by the basis of you're the sum of the five closest people to you. So I wake up every morning looking to cut people out of my life, you know, who yeah. aren't, who aren't, who aren't adding positivity to my life, you know? And I think that, I think that she can be funny in a way, but like in the same breath that she's trying to be like, how dare somebody talk about my mental health? She's sitting there being like, I'm writing up these comments. Cause I know it's getting at Napoleon. You know what I mean? It's like, pick something, stick to it. Don't flip flop and stand with conviction. You know what I mean? Don't go on Twitter and say, I want to be more positive. And then four days later, literally trash. Marie is blocked on I mean, everything think, of mine and cars. She's yeah, blocked. I, th- I think it's so hard because anything. as much as like, listen, I, I think that whenever there's a story, there's like a thousand sides. I think that every single person has at least a thousand sides on their own, you know, in terms of each interaction, each moment, each feeling. So much factors into how we behave and how we react to things. And so while I, yeah. you know, I see, I see that there's just so many options here. And what frustrates me is with Stan Twitter and things like that is the fact that if I, let's say, show support for you, that means that I am anti-Marie, which is so not the case. No, I love that's you not guys the case. Both. You can love both. You can love 100%. both people. And I, will, I will never And I sit think there's there accuracy and, in both stories as well, though. And, and that's I'm something never, that's important. Yeah, right? Like, and I get it. The thing is, it's like I have held myself accountable for every single thing that Marie tries to come at me for, right? I think she takes personal digs way too much. And I think that that's just not 
cool. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. roles reversed. If I'm taking the same kind of personal digs at her, right? It's terrible. If me and my friends created a Twitter handle and a podcast that we never recorded a podcast on. So basically we created a Twitter handle to troll Paulie and Cara, right? If we created that, if I created that with my friends, I'm going to be called obsessed. Well, we don't know if Forever Petty was just dedicated to trolling you guys, but I think it was, you know, the whole idea was just to be petty in general. And I hear what you're saying. Right. But when you see 95% of their feeds of the Petty Podcast feed being about Car and I, it's like, guys, there's other shit to talk about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, like, for instance, I think Marie would be a fucking brilliant, like, social media uh, point, you know what I mean? For like, Mm -hmm. to help businesses uh, create an image or to create traction. You know what I mean? Like something like that. You know, I think that she could have a future in writing blogs, right? Because she has a way to portray to, but it's not just being a fantastic writer, right? Cause it's like, you can be a fantastic writer, but she has a way of portraying um, her humor and her sarcasm Mm, in like, even if you've never heard Marie speak period, and you don't know who Marie is, her voice comes through in her writing, which is a skill, right? But instead of focusing her energies on those things where she can create success and positives, right? She only focuses it on Twitter and like the stands of challenge where it's like, Marie, the stands on challenge Twitter are not going to put money in your pocket. But if you focus your attention on those two things, that will put money in your pocket, mm. right? The, so the only reason why you're doing it is to get some sort of um, instant gratification uh, from Stan Twitter, where it's like well, we don't necessarily know that though, because that that's just like that's that's assuming motivation, which we don't necessarily know. But I I do hear what you're saying in terms of being able to take this. I actually always think that when it comes to challengers, cast members, influencers, why are they not capitalizing on the skill set that they have with social media to put that into something more positive, like a social media management brand or some sort of business that can then rotate things out? But I think the whole point here is that these are all just personal decisions. Right. You don't want marie in your life for yourself for your own personal for benefit, myself for your yeah. own growth but as i a do human. want marie to be successful yes. in whatever she does in life and and that's totally okay and that's it and i will never down like like if marie was a fucking badass challenger i would never try and downplay her performance i would just be like mm-hmm. she's a phenomenal challenger i just think she's a shitty person and that's just my opinion it doesn't mean i have to be hated for it she can sit there and be like Paulie sucks as the challenger and he's a shitty person. And everybody's like, yeah, fuck. You know, it's like, all you got to do yeah. is say my name and trash me. And everybody will be like, yes. Okay. But people are forgetting that everybody can have opinions. If I'm okay with other people's opinions, that's it. Like Marie gets on this high horse as if she was best friends with Carr forever. You did. Uh, you were, you were her partner on final reckoning and you were friends for half a season. You know what I mean? Like it is. Were they not, not that close? You. It seemed like they were super close. No, it's like it's like you like on the show. It's like you got to be close with your partner. If I was um, part, if I was partnered with Kyle, I would have to deal with him. Period. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that him and I are going to be best friends inside of this. I, I spoke to Kyle after War of the Worlds in a sense of like, yo, man, respect. And yeah. he had the conversation of yo, man, respect. It was you, not like. <laughs> You guys made like, me like both of you. Buddies. You guys, it's your like, rivalry made me like you both. I was just, you should hear our yeah, recaps is like, me freaking out about how much I enjoy oh watching you two fighting. And because it's enjoyable characters. Section. And so when there's a fight, 
a lot of times when there's a fight, like I, I enjoy watching the fight go down, you know, with you and Kyle, it's like so fucking fascinating. And so I think, you know, there, there is a lot of that. And, you know, with the stand movement and things like that, that go down, it's like, there's so many sides, so many stories and, you know, not everybody has to agree on stuff. You know, if you keep it, if you, if you take personal life and put it out there, there's going to be so much criticism and it's almost inevitable that things get broken down by so many people. And, you know, I mean, we have Marie in here in the comments section right say, now or in the, um, or she was it. watching. I, Marie, I knew it. I, Marie, I, knew it. I love you. I knew I she'd be watching. And, um, Polly, I actually... We're big Marie fans. We always will be on the Saniac podcast. Well, the thing is, it's like she already, before we even did the podcast, had it in her head that this was just going to be a hate parade of Marie. And the thing is, it's like, I'm not here. I'm not here. I'm not here to incite hate on another individual. Yeah, we wouldn't even let that go down on our podcast, but I hear you. But in the same breath of trying to trying to have this mantra of like, well, people can't handle the truth and I only speak the truth. It's like, well, hold on a second, Marie. No, you don't. Multiple of your friends have said that you're a liar. And you're a flip-flopper. But so it's just, her truth. Just, it's oh, her truth. The, That's the difference is that some people have perceived things super and differently. It's like, and it's like my truth is so, my truth. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, she, uh, exactly. You know what I mean? And like, that's it. It's like, we can have we can have mutual ground on that. It's not a Marie hate thing. The fact that Marie always tries to make it a Marie hate thing is just her doing what she criticizes Carr for, Whoa. playing the victim. Mm. So I'm sorry, once again- One thing I want to focus on from the comments section, and I like this, uh, I, I think this is- I mean, hopefully something you can shed some light on is that, you know, people are, as you're saying, like their, their partnership on final reckoning is kind of fake. Like you have to come together with, with your partner, obviously. I think some people are implying like maybe Marie invested a little more into that friendship and like appreciated that her and Cara came together. And some people are looking at it like, man, Cara, like she brushed off Marie really quick. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it didn't mean as much to Cara. No, that's no, that's Mm -hmm. not it at all. It's just like, it's just like, why, why would Kara want to be friends with someone that is a flip flopper? She can also make her own decisions of who she mm-hmm. wants to be friends with. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like it's that's the thing is it's like it's Kara's decision. Why, why did Marie invest in it? Marie would literally message us before uh, episodes were going to air because we all had the pre-recorded things for the write-ups and be like, hey, this episode doesn't really, you know, can you guys help me out? You know what I mean? I don't want to get crazy backlash, right? And we'd be like, all right, yeah, cool. But then in the same breath, we'd write our recaps and she'd like start trashing us on social media. We'd respond being like, what the fuck? And then she'd be like, oh, by the way, read my Betches, mm-hmm. you know, recap. And it's like, how, you know, you can't, if your friendship with someone is based off of what they can do for you, you know, why would they, why would we want to be friends with somebody, you know, like that flip flops like that? Like, I like to know that when I have a friend, they're going to tell me how it is. But they're not going to fucking like Marie's idea of a friendship is let me talk about it on social media. No, that's not a friendship. Talk about it privately. Mm, you you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, listen, I, I, I have a lot of friends. So I have like a few really eclectic friends. And also just I mean, in general, I have so many close friends around this world who a lot of people just don't get and don't understand. Like I have one friend who's super mean to people. <laughs> I love her to death and to bits and to pieces. And she's like the greatest human being if she loves you the greatest fucking human being but i totally totally get why some people don't get her i also have other friends whose humor like isn't necessarily for everybody i get why people don't necessarily get them but it's like don't get involved with my friendship in that 
way. And so I hear what you're saying that this is just like a personal opinion about this is just your choice for yourself, for you, for Kara. You know, this is you guys saying that that's not what you want in your life and that you want something that's a little bit more steady, more stable, someone who can rely on that their opinion is going to stay the same. Whereas like, for example, other people might like the excitement. No, it's not even, no, it's not that the opinion stays the same. I mean, my, my group of friends, they call me on my bullshit. Right. But the thing is, it's like, you would never know that my group of friends ever call me on my bullshit publicly. That's mm. the difference. So my friends, ah, public will, versus and, private. and that's, and that's my thing with my family. And that's my thing with car. And that's my thing with my friends is you will never, ever know. Right that there's something going on with my friends. If you got into a confrontation with me and my friends, my friends could be 100% wrong. I would go to the people they were arguing with. I'd be like, you Call shut them. the fuck up. I'd be like, you shut the fuck up right now. Mm-hmm. Right. And then to my friends in private, I'd be like, yo, you were way out of line, but I had your back period. I really you know get I mean? that because I'm a much more private person. I hate posting shit. I, I find posting my feelings and stuff. Like I really, I, I try to stay away from that as much as humanly possible. Cause it's just like, why do I want to, like if I have a problem with somebody, it's a problem with them. It's not necessarily a problem yeah. that the whole world but it's has like, to hear. But it's like, let's be honest. Marie has multiple accounts. She lives on Reddit, has multiple accounts on there, multiple accounts on Vevmo, right? And she gives the spoilers out to the fans, which makes them like her a little bit more. And and that's cool. If that's how she wants to do it and gain her trust and gain her ride or dies, that's awesome. But the point is, it's like, look, you don't need to bash people in order to get people to love you. You can do it in a funny, sarcastic, joking around May. Like, like I've been targeting Maddie and Kyle this whole season. Mm-hmm. Maddie loves me. Maddie has not come at me once on Twitter unless it's in a joking manner. Right. And yeah. now by all means, she sees how people respond to when people hate me and she could sit there and be like, yeah, fuck you, Polly," you know, and mm-hmm. do all this stuff. All the girls that I've played with on War of the World so far could have did this. But the fact of the matter is, it's like they know me as a human and they know that I'm a good person and they know that I make mistakes in life, right? And I've made mistakes. I'm not perfect, right? Yeah. The thing is, it's like if every time somebody does something, all you're going to do is throw their past in their face. Are you really – Are you re- like what are you doing? Is, yes, is that I your only the, argument? I said the same is thing Is that your Mikey. only argument? The only thing that people can say about me is – Oh, well, uh, you know, you're a cheater. You're a liar. Uh, uh, remember on Big Brother, like, uh, you're a misogynist. You're a narcissist. You're, you're a midget. You know, it's like, it's like, come on, guys. Be better. Do better. Come yeah. up with better responses. I like witty responses. I love, if you're going to troll me, like, Do well. make, me, make me laugh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, I control myself. I love, like, the critique and the criticism, right? What I don't like is trying to make personal jabs, right? And overstepping boundaries. And I feel like that's what a lot of people do. They overstep their boundaries. And, you know, it's it just is what it is. We have to address one thing on the, on the the in the comment section. I, we should wrap up soon because the challenge is airing. But, you know, it's hilarious because people always will come into the comment section. This happened with Mikey as well. You know, if they're talking about somebody on our podcast that we've asked about, that we've prompted the conversation for, they're like, oh, he comes on a podcast to talk about them. No, guys. We no. invited him on here. We're prompting the conversation. We want to find out Thank this information. You. It's Thank not like you. he's coming on here to have a PR stunt. If anything, I'm sure he'd rather stay away from this topic. And so it's like, yeah. to me, if I really you, dislike if you think that. I wanted to, if you think I wanted to talk about Marie on the <laughs> um, podcast, you're out of your mind. That's actually the last thing we wanted to talk about because we didn't even know about this drama when 
we set up this interview, but it's that kind of commentary that that fucking it drives me crazy because it's like no, somebody isn't obsessed. We're with we're honored to be able to host a variety of cast members on here to be able yeah. to ask them questions about the drama to be able I'll to get it out there. If we asked about Kyle and he was talking about Kyle, then that's us prompting the conversation. We have a right. whole, you know what I mean? It's, this is what we're doing. So there. that's just it's a there. shitty comment, and Ups- it's not even accurate. obsessed is when 90% of your feed is about someone. That's Mm -hmm. what obsessed is. Obsessed is having multiple accounts to troll people when you get blocked from your main accounts. By the way, Polly and Marie came in here and requested that you put a shirt on. That was uh, what she wanted. So she wanted us to uh, pass on to you. Actually, a lot of people have requested that you put a shirt on, which is really, really weird. I did not know that this was mm. a video thing live. I thought this was just us there. So I'm like overheating in this fucking apartment. But yeah, uh, there, there's people who the appreciate on. the shirt um, off too. See now, see now that kind of now that kind of now that kind of comment is is funny. Like that makes me laugh. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, yeah. not that's, that's the not good a, shit. That's not a personal. It's not a personal like dig. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I don't have to. I don't have to sit there. Like God forbid I ever commented on Marie's appearance her looks her 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 anything you know what i mean that's she's so hot i'd, I'd be i'd be ripped apart of course you would shaming. be of course you, you know would what be. i mean yeah like even if i said something as crazy as like i could be like like i could sit there and be like all right yeah like marie gets work done to her face the same way you know car does the same way natalie does the same way they all do everybody's yeah. gonna sit there and they're gonna be like <laughs> how dare he talk about that and it's like but why are you ashamed of it if you're gonna do it don't be ashamed of it. I can't sit here and get offended, right? When people try and throw things in my face that I do. Like if I sat there and I used a penis pumper in order to make my dick bigger, you know what I mean? If people were like, if people were like, well, Polly uses a penis pumper, I'd be like, how dare you out me for using a penis pumper? And it's like, I, I'm the one who made it. You know what I mean? It's like, if I'm, yeah, I know. The trolls are going to be like, he uses a penis pumper. That's why his dick is like that. You know what I mean? We all it's did like, the zoom in on that photo. Like, you know, like I, I, we all, you know, like I, like it goes back to, you know, I t- talked about something prior to me going in on the big brother house and I was like, yeah, yeah this happened. And, uh, you know, it, it happened and everybody's like, Oh, Oh, you know, Polly, Polly has this, Polly does this. And I'm like, did you listen to the full sentence? Yeah, nobody ever listen? listens to the full sentence. Yeah, they don't they even just, read. They just heard they just heard penis pumper and they're like, Paulie uses a penis pumper. That's <laughs> it. He has erectile dysfunction. He needs he needs Cialis. He needs all I, I think uh I think this is the perfect way to take the interview out talking about your dick, Paulie. <laughs> um, we, we got we got we got a little bit of time before the episode starts. I'm gonna go to Wawa. I'm gonna get some no, I know. I'm gonna get, I'm uh, gonna get dude, a sandwich. I miss Wawa. They, they don't have any Wawa. Yeah, no Wawa's out in Montana, Wah, man. Wah. Um, listen, we really appreciate you coming on. Uh, the last thing I would say, uh, please pass on to Car Maria. Uh, get rid of Car Maria Defender. Axe Car Maria Defender out of your circle, <laughs> and and I think you guys will do. Uh, like her- I, I think it will do wonders for you guys. That person is insane. That's you cannot ask say. your number one fan. Like, if I had a Shawnee Suiza defender that just loved everything I did, like, don't get me wrong, I'd fucking love that. I wouldn't perpetuate them, but I would absolutely love it, and I wouldn't slay them out of my life. CMD is toxic, yeah. and I'm going to stand by it. I like, the I like the Cara Marie Defender, though. She's really cool. The Georgia, <laughs> what's her name? The Georgia one? Car, uh, Marie I don't, I don't really know. I can't keep up with all of it, but I will say this. <laughs> Instead of li- Here's what I challenge everybody listening in to this instead of listening to this podcast looking for reasons to get offended because i feel as though the three of us had a really good conversation Mm -hmm. um and 
to, to, to castmates, right, that shade me, that get involved in my stuff, that come from my jugular and then incite hate and perpetuate hate, uh, the only thing I'll say to them is it's like, look, I have no hate for you. I have no, I have no mal, I, like I have no malice in my heart for you guys. Um, the only thing I'll say is it's like, why can't we, if you're going to come at me, if I respond to you, why can't we just be like, all right, point taken. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Now let's move on. And Simple. let's be, let's be where it is. It's like, Hey, look, I may not say things that people like. Mm-hmm. Other people may not say things that I like. That's cool. I'll put it behind me literally in, in a day, two days, right? Max a week. It'll be behind me. Right. My thing is, it's like if Marie or Marie or anybody were to come on a podcast and talk about me, it's like, look, that's just, that's just your shit. I'm not going to sit there and run to Twitter and be like, look, talking about me again. It's like, no, you're being asked about me and you're mm-hmm. fucking saying whatever you got to say. Yes, Do definitely. It. Say definitely. what you got to say. Push yourself, push, tell your story. Right. But like, I'm not going to sit there and do it. But the point I go back to is I literally just had clips pointed at people coming at me in the game. My first thing wasn't to run to Twitter and be like, fuck this person, fuck that person. You're this, you're that. Hey, Georgia, um, go suck bears dick. Hey, Theo, <laughs> you're fucking, you're, you're fucking tall fucking twig. Hey, bear, shut your fucking mouth. You know, you talk too much. You haven't done shit. Hey, Ash, let me check out your popcorn muscles. You know what I mean? It's like fucking... Oh, yeah, the pop muscles. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I, I hear you. And I think that's a really great sending off message to everybody and to the fans. It's all love. It's all love. If you want to change your perspective about someone, go into it with an open mind. Don't go into hate. (laughs) Okay, we officially have a Shawnee Defender account. So this is just like epic right now. Thank you very much, Tina. And I have to say before we leave, because one of your biggest fans who's been, I mean, all over all of our things was Tina Barra, who's a comedian. She's awesome. And she absolutely loves you. She's lesbian, but would go straight for you. Also for Wes, if you guys want to do a three-way, she'd probably have Cara in there as well. Um, And, you know, thank you to everybody who's listened to this show. I mean, this has been a fantastic live. I love being able to get deep with the challengers, to get a different side of them, to see them off of the show. You can follow us at Saniac Podcast on all the social media platforms, including Reddit, which we're on now. And I mean, please follow us on Reddit because everybody hates us on there. So, you know, we need some more upvotes. Uh, of course, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our website, SaniacPodcast.com, where we have a shit ton of fun challenge content for you guys to look at. And it's also the best challenge website out there. So obviously go check it out. It's really great. We got Sporkle quizzes. And also, guys, as I promised, as, as, soon, as, this, um, as soon as we end this interview, I'm going to go on the Saniac page and post my personal video of the Chris and Chelsko <laughs> oh, argument yeah. about Chris's oh uncle from God. X on the Beach. So. And we'll, also, we'll tweet that out too. We have to, before That's we awesome. end off, Paula, we got to see the tattoo. Everybody wants to see the tattoo. They're dying. Oh, they want to see the tattoo. They're dying <laughs> to see the tattoo. We have like, I mean, you've got a ring light what there. You, it's perfect. It's It's yeah. right there. <laughs> everybody can look at the tattoo you guys are seeing it now we finally asked this question i mean honestly this question's been asked like 10 times while we've been recording so this is hilarious that's Um, hilarious thank you so much paulie i hope we have you back on again soon because it's been a fantastic convo for for sure i'd love to be back on and you know i'll say marie i love you i just don't want to be friends with you but it's all love (laughs) you're and that's you're awesome you're awesome in your own ways and that's okay that we can't be friends Appreciate the candidness, man. Thank you. Thank you so much, Polly, and thank you, everybody else. We'll see you for the recap in a few hours. Go watch the challenge. Go watch the challenge.